0: Welcome to The Power of Perspective with your host Stephen Ritchie. In today's episode we have the privilege of hearing the extraordinary story of Philip, a remarkable individual who triumphed over unimaginable struggles to find purpose, success and resilience. Join us as we explore Philip's journey from the depths of despair to a life filled with strength, growth and hope. Today, Philip, and welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Um, I'm good, I'm good, Stephen, and how are you?
0: Yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's good to see you again after it's been a bit. Yes. Yeah, I, you know, it's uh, made me reminisce on our board game days where we met. Uh, yeah. You know, got to know each other.
1: Yeah, we used to play board games for also like hours. Uh,
0: yeah, it gets so. hard to, right? You <laughs> know, you to start like midday and you're going like almost nighttime. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I at to get home <laughs> late at night, but it was fun. I think when we moved from that place, I was just like, ah, you know, I didn't have the time to go to different places. But yeah, but I think those were fun times where I can also think. You know, I think yeah. sport games are they're very tricky. It's but a good I'm challenge, gonna, right? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, That's cool. And, you know, like just um, spending time with Philip, I realized he's a very interesting and kind of inspiring guy. He's he's got a lot of uh, wisdom that I found, and I really enjoyed that about him. And he's also quite a fun guy. If you hang out with Philip, you know, it's a good time. (laughs) So that, that's all cool and you know Philip was um, was also interesting because like he'd always have this pile of sort of uh, journals and notebooks like I don't know you, you know better it's five or seven or something it. and he'd have like three cell phones and there was lots <laughs> going on and it was it was quite a fun vibe but Philip was definitely interesting
1: yeah, yeah. I, I'm still doing that even now. I still have like a lot of journals and books and reading and writing it's a, I, I do it every day every yeah. day yeah
0: and so yeah Philip just tell us a uh, about yourself. Um, you are quite a well known guy in the Cape Town sphere, but to the listeners who you know aren't as aware, um, just, just give us a background, you know, a bit about yourself.
1: Okay, do i start with my profession, so I'll just start with what I do. Yeah, yeah so. it's like
0: almost you stepping up to an AA meeting <laughs> and it's like, cool. tell us who you are, your background, your journey a bit. Just like a little bit to just give people a, who is Philip?
1: My, my name is Philip Sibula Masango, so I was born in Limpopo. I've been in Cape Town for eight, nine years now, so I moved here when I was like 16 years old. And when I moved here, I moved to Somerset West which was really interesting and when I got there, I discovered that there's a lot of tech companies in Cape Town, <laughs> And yeah. I started going to Stellenbosch, so I'll go and see all these corporate offices and Technopark and I was like, hmm, this is cool, you know. And at that time, I really didn't know what it was, what is it that I wanted to do with my life. So I was sort of like a bit lost, you know. But at the same time, I was trying to figure out what is it that I should be doing, because yeah. I saw that the typical thing was, hey, this is you grow up here, this is how you're supposed to live, and this is the kind of life you are supposed to have. And I was like, no, this doesn't make sense yes, to me. Don't
0: for
1: you, yo. <laughs> and like, and like, I don't want bullshit rules. You know, I didn't, like, literally, I didn't not want to be like anyone else. So I just had to find a way to cover a path for myself. But growing up, you know, it was, uh, I grew up in a really weird family. So yes. I'm a software engineer. So throughout my life, I also, I always seen life as on and off, so binary in a way. So where I'll have this, for everything I have two possibilities, right? So that means if there's an option and there's an answer, in my head, there's more than one answer. So that means I have to go and find those answers so I can solve the problem, so I can make better decisions. So growing up, I looked at my environment in those two spheres. So I saw that I went to school where some of my high school teachers had a lot of money and the other ones didn't have money. And I was like, what the heck is the difference between these two people, you know? Yeah. Why, why is it that this guy is so happy and this one is not happy? What is the difference? Then I started, I wanted to study that. And also at the same time, I looked at what people define as success which was you have a career, you have a job, and then, you know, you just exist. For me, I wanted to do the things that I wanted to do. And one of my superpowers that I discovered when I was young was the moment you realize that there will never be someone like you that becomes your superpower, then that's what I've been using. So moved here nine years ago, then when I came here, I didn't want to study also. So I was sort of like, I was just, just like, I wanted money, to be honest with you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yes, I wanted money and I was just like, how, how do I make money, you know? So I I grew up in a family where there were two types of people in the family. So where there's the loving side and there's the side that I didn't like. So that means there was family members that were my confidence and there were family members that were like enemies, but we live in the same sphere. Yeah. So we had this thing where when I was growing up, I was in so my mom was a single mom, yeah. and then she had two siblings, so me, my uncle and my aunt. So in a way, because I didn't understand the family dynamics, so they'll always buy all this, uh, all the other kids' things, and they don't buy me anything. And I'm like, what?
0: Oh, favorites. Yes. <laughs> like,
1: what the fuck is this? Why are you not me? And then they'll, like, every time the school closes, they'll take everyone to for a road trip. So they'll come back with new devices and new clothes, and you know? I'm sitting there, like, thinking like a... Like at idiot, right? Yeah. And I experienced that from, I think from the age of four, I became more aware of my surroundings until I was 16. So that means I'll cry every time they were leaving. Yeah. So they packed bags, right? like we're leaving. I would watch them leave. Yeah. And I'll ask my grandmother, like, what what is the meaning of this? It's like, no, don't question it. It's fine. Just Just focus on other things. That's not your problem. So I experienced that. So in a way, I grew up in an environment that I didn't like in Lompopo. Yeah. And secondly, I, f- I didn't see a future there and also I didn't find things that motivate me or things that get me excited but I didn't know where to go yeah. then Somehow, I discovered this a place called Cape Town, yeah. <laughs> and then the day I discovered the following day I decided, then the following day I left.
0: Just like
1: that? I'm a very decisive person.
0: That's a big move. Yes.
1: Yeah. I'm a very decisive person. One of my best abilities is that I decide on something and I don't change it. So okay. I make decisions fast, but I change them slow. Then after that, I remember when I was in when I, when I a uh, metric, my grandmother passed away like in the middle of the year during my June uh, exam, so I got a bit depressed.
0: Right, yeah,
1: that's quite a hard thing. To yes, tackle. I got a bit depressed. I think I filled those exams, I don't fucking remember, but some, something I, I wasn't in the right mind. So I started seeing that the film was a bit crumbling. I was like, okay, it's fine. Then I moved to Cape Town, and 12 months later, my mom passes away. So now it's more depression, right? Yeah. And this, it was something that I, I, I was questioning the world, you know, like when you question everything, like why me, why does this exist? Why do we even exist? Like, what? <laughs> well, this is so painful. Why why can I even handle this? You know. And then I remember. Then one day, uh, I have a brother of mine. I call him my brother, but he's like a cousin. So I was staying with him in Somerset. It was then. I think we went out to drink. I was a bit depressed. And then after drinking, I was drinking hinek and I was drinking beer. I was I was 16. I was downing that. Beer. That was illegal. I yeah. was I was downing that beer. Yeah. And then I remember before before midnight, he says to me, "Hey, let me drop off my friend in Gordon's Bay. I'll be back." So I was with this guy who used to work in our in the complex that we used to live in. So he was the security guard guy at the gate. And then, so he was, so always a friend. So middle of the night, they chase us out. So we were in a township yeah. uh, just across the Massachusetts. Uh, and they just he, he says to me, ah, you know, Philip, it's not safe here. Let's let's go to my house. I'm like, okay, cool, let's go. So around the corner, like 14 guys come out of nowhere. They grab me, they grab him, they him take that. out knives, and they just started stabbing me. And I remember, I keep asking them, like, you are not, you want? not, you, want? What do you, want? What do you want? No, we want to phone, we want money, and I'm like, I hate these in my fucking pockets, <laughs> just, <laughs> just take them. Hour. Why are you killing me? You <laughs> know, hour. and I remember they step me, step me, and at some point I was on the floor, and then my head was like on the tarot. Yeah. And then this guy was supposed to fucking me at that time. And on his distance, I saw that guy I was with, so they sort of like separated us. But we just hold he, he lives there, so they know him. So, in a way, I had this uh, a moment where I said to myself, You know what, I just moved to Cape. Six months ago, there's no way I'm gonna die here. Yeah. Okay, I'm going through shit right now. It's fine, but I don't wanna die. <laughs> okay, yeah. and then, yeah. and I just somehow when I was looking at him, something came to my mind. I was not thinking about myself at that time, and that's something that I always had. That's my human nature. I always put other people first. So in a way, I'm thinking this guy is a friend of my brothers. He's looking at me going through this experience. You know, if they kill me, they're gonna kill him, yeah. right? Or if they you don't kill him, he's gonna kill himself, or he's gonna live this through this weird life where he's he will never be able to snap out of it, yeah. right? Because I see him every day at the gate. Do you get what I'm saying? He sees my family every day, so I was like, You know what? Let me, this is not gonna. Somehow, I got the strength to stand up. I punched one guy, they ran away. Then I ran towards him. We went back to the pub. I'm sitting down on the pedestrian sideways. Blood is dripping onto the tar road. I passed out,
0: yes, it was in quite <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And then people are just walking like it's normal, you know. I'm fucking dying. dude. just walking like it's normal. And I remember I had this moment deep inside. Like I was, I was my eyes were closed, but I, I somehow I was still aware of where I am. Not like I can still see, but I was scared and I was shivering, you know. And then at some point, I just had someone slapping me. She so was like, hey, what happened here? What happened? We got in the car. After the, the N2, um, I say to him, this changed my life. It's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no I'll tell you in the future we spoke about like four months ago and then now we get to the hospital so now here's the thing i was still going through that depression right then how is they stitched me up he used my brother used to call it black coffee because my hand couldn't work for like a few months yeah,
0: so, so what was the, the logic behind the nickname? because he has
1: one hand oh, so yeah. I remember he plays like music so yeah, which was fine. yeah why not? so which was funny about rest, but I was just going through it but I was still like in that mindset then I remember one day I woke up like a few weeks later after that incident then my whole body is soft right? and I'm just like okay what? I go to him I'm like I don't know what's going on everything is free <laughs> and he's like okay we, let's go to the hospital so we run to the hospital we get there Uh somehow I wasn't present because I'm going through things in my head. Somehow, hey, you, can, you need to go to the to, for emergency surgery, we get in the ambulance, I'm in Tagalog Hospital. I wake up a few hours later, I'm looking at the lights, like they're going into the theatre the lights are just <laughs> on top of me I'm like oh shit and I look at the six people running and I'm like what the fuck is going on <laughs> <It was scary. laughs> this is, this is no. fucking scary yes and uh, I survived you know and then a few weeks later I don't know how I got from Somerset West to town yeah. you see the reason I told you to come here is because this street is a very special street for me so one day I, I don't know how I got from Somerset West to here it was around it was on a Friday uh, around 5.30pm so I'm walking outside Mount Nelson So this Romanian guy, old guy, stops me Somehow, I stopped to listen to him and we start having a conversation. It's like, hey man, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. It's like, what's your name? You know, Philip. Like, yeah, my name is. I don't even remember his name. And <laughs> then I what I remember, he was turning 90 on on Monday. He was he was 80 something, 89, sure. something like that. So we spoke. He's he's told me that he's been traveling for 40 years. I'm like, how the hell do you travel for 40? How how much money do you have to, you know, like? <laughs> no, fuck, fuck. <laughs> like <together laughs>
0: when I travel, and you get exhausted. That's yes, crazy.
1: yes, yes. You get exhausted. Go. And he's like, he's he just gave me like simple answers, but he said to me that I-, I never owned anything. He said to me the only thing I've ever owned was a bicycle. And he's active. Like, he's walking. He's old, but he's active. Well, there's this There's something about this dude, you know. But he said something to me that that time, with my mindset of where I grew up, because you mimic your environment, there's a lot of things you don't see. So that means the way you think determines your, uh, where you go, what you get, how you carry yourself, what kind of decisions you make, uh, what you think you deserve, and all of that. So at that time, I, was, I had low self-esteem, couldn't speak and I couldn't do presentations. I was struggling to do all in school, they my class. So the esteem was at the lowest, and I'm going through all these emotional things. And he said something powerful to me, he said, you know, Philip, if you want to be happy and successful, you want to have money, you want to have freedom, you know, learn to speak to people, read books, discover yourself, discover your skills, what you're good at, your gifts and talents. And naturally, people are going to be attracted to you. When they come to you, you build them. I was like, huh, that's that stuck. You know, yeah. besides all the things that we spoke about, that like literally stuck on my mind. And
0: just developed kind of like a philosophy. Yes, yes.
1: Know? And then I said, okay, cool. And we spoke about it. Then he's talking about aliens in 2045. Well, he looks like he's rich. Maybe he has a point. You know, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, you know. Maybe he, maybe he knows something. Yeah. But I didn't buy that. So I went back to... Yeah. Some, I went back home and I said you know what if life is gonna be punching me like this I need to find a way to punch back but I'm not gonna use my anger to be a victim of anything I'm not gonna use my anger to hate myself I'm not gonna use my anger to just sit down and be like fuck it I don't wanna do anything so in a way when I was sitting down I said to myself you know what this is painful but what if I take this thing that's painful and use this as fuel to get myself to grow that's
0: such a beautiful thing It's, it's such a constructive way to live, right? Yes. You know, people <laughs> hang on to things yes. and just emotionally it just kind of wears on them and, you know, it can really impact how they impact those around them and so this guy on the street he's just kind of you know appears <laughs> yes out of no right. how the impact your life and just like, like goes man yes. that's, that's so cool you know, life's, life's amazing like that right it's just yeah. kind of real moments kind of just prize on you and being able to experience things and continuously absorb it and change yourself as opposed to going to this autopilot in yes. life you know. yes. you know, let things absorb and you know, challenge audience and I think that's really cool that you've sort of
1: gone on that journey yeah I don't know how I discovered it but somehow at that point I, did, I, did, I wasn't even aware it's a great decision you know because where I grew up it's not like Che in Cape Town where here people are more modern they more have their shit together so where I grew up you had there wasn't a lot of options for you so meaning if you don't have money to go to school you're gonna end up just being a bum yeah. right and like literally no one's gonna care about you you're most likely to I don't know you're not gonna have a life if you're lucky enough then you maybe your parents save money, they take you to school, you might have a career. But the other thing is just the mindset of that environment was a different mindset compared to what's here. So in a way for me, I was like I, I had to I had to study people all my life. So what I did was I was studying people that are prospering and people that are not prospering. Then I, wa- I wanted to see which one of those those do I want to be. Does yeah. not make sense? So then I was like, nah, if, if, if I'm gonna sit here and complain and worry and be in this depression thing, I don't think I'm making any progress because now I don't have money I don't have a job, I'm just useless you know, I don't even know what I want to do with my life.
0: Yeah, waste the performance
1: (laughs) because there's nothing, it's empty, right and somehow I discovered that and I started, so what I started doing was I said to myself, I want to learn as much as I can and I'm going to read books. Today I have a lot of books, but at that time I didn't even I couldn't afford to buy books, so I started using Wikipedia. So Wikipedia I've learned so many things from Wikipedia is weird. I learned business. I learned about software engineering there when I was young. I didn't know what the operating system was. (laughs) So I'll go through Wikipedia and just spiral deep into things. So most of the foundational things that I've learned because I didn't have books, I used Wikipedia. I didn't even Google. I was literally reading the encyclopedia every single day for hours. So that means I said to myself, I'm going to sleep four hours and I'm going to spend all this time learning. And in a way, once, once I started doing that, I started having a shift where I remember one day I woke I woke up and I said to my brother I want to start a business. It's like okay. I'm like are you not gonna ask me if I don't have money. Like I don't care. I'm like oh okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 like
1: thanks. And then I was like okay. So what I did was I was still on Facebook at that time. So I posted on Facebook hey I'm looking for a business fund. Na 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 na. Some guy responded and it's like yeah yeah let's have coffee. So we came to Long Street uh, to have coffee. So we had coffee. Like, I, I like your ideas. I'm I'm freaking 60 at that time that guy's like 39 somehow I was buying whatever I'm selling him yeah. and I was like okay this is interesting because the way I grew up I never had a voice yeah. no one wanted to hear my ideas no one wanted to hear what I'm good at or what I want to do somehow this guy's is buying my idea you know yeah, sure. and then
0: you yeah, see see this yeah. youngster and the fact that he's really engaging and giving you know almost validating your thoughts is that's really cool right because yeah. you know the, the older generation sometimes just kind of you know brushes off like the ones we're like yeah they don't know anything bad. Yeah, You know, you had a
1: lot to Yeah, and then at that but then the time, I didn't even have any skills. Then what I discovered was this, 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 this power in decision. Does that make sense? So every time you make a decision, there's a lot of power in it. So what I discovered was that every time I decide I want to do something, I discovered that there's so much power. So, yeah, so I discovered that there's power in decision, which was something that I never thought of. So I discovered that every time I make a decision, regardless of what I have, had At that time, I just kept going with it. Does that make sense? So yeah. when I decided I want to start a business, he didn't ask me, uh, "Do you have money?" So he didn't even have like one tint of negativity. So that allowed me to say, "Okay, if this guy believes in me, let's do it." Yeah. So after posting, I had a meeting with this guy, and then I had an and he introduced me to another guy from Italy, uh, and then we started becoming friends and business partners. We want to start this business, and this. and within a few months after that, I was already had business partners. now. so mind you. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just going with the flow. I don't have any background. I don't have any kind of stuff. I don't even know anyone in the business industry. No one in tech. No one in business. No one in any network. I don't even know anything about the business field, the tech space in Cape Town. No one. And I started. I started meeting people. My first official meeting was in. I went to. I said Old Mutual. I think Old Mutual has a big office. So I went there. I met this amazing. My amazing lazy lady. Called Arifa Parker, she was running like this big organization for entrepreneurs, you know. I mentor with her Alan Grey now. For some reason, we said we sit in the same room now, but she doesn't remember me. Huh? But all that's crazy was I could see how passionate she was about what she was speaking about. And I was like, this is exciting, you know. And then at that time, also I didn't have direction, I had a vision of what I wanted to pursue or what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to get there. But getting there was not my biggest worry. I just cared about if I can. If every day I can wake up and do something that gets me closer to that goal, it's fine. Yes. Yes. I'll do it regardless of what I have and then after that I just started meeting a lot of people and somehow I started having money to go to business events I don't know where the money came from from that age I started going to so many networking events that I was going almost every day that means my money was going towards events I'll leave in the morning I'll come back at night at that time I didn't even know what I was doing it, at the, in the back of my mind I was just there to learn but even the growth that I got out of it I was un, I was not aware of it That's it like it's happening but I was not aware of it so now it's kind of like like all that investment that I've made over there. It's like I'm the guy who would, I wouldn't miss an event. Especially if it's high quality people, I'll make sure that I show up. And that showing up part is the most important part. Top Battle
0: One Road?
1: Yes. Regardless of whether you left that event with a business card or not. Or someone who's going to give you money or not. Just you showing your face over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. has some kind of power where you get to the point where now, and now people also want to be around you and interact with you, because they believe you have some value. So I did that for a long, 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 long time. I still do it even today. I go to events. I, I don't care how far it is. I'll go from here to Stanbush and come back. I'll tell, I'll make sure I show up. But th- then when I discovered that there's power in community, it made me see the world in a different way now, because now I could see that all these people that I'm around are high performance people, right? And somehow we think on the same level. We want to fix problems together. We want to work, we want to get things done. So these are the people I need to spend my time around.
0: Yeah, they're a positive influence and they all have that drive and even desire for success, right? Yes.
1: After that, I just started doing that. And then I remember, man, what that guy said to me. I still do it every... For example, I read every day. I script every day. I... Sometimes I exercise every day. Sometimes I think positive thoughts every day. I do my... I choose every day like there's a lot of things that I learned from reading a lot of books that sort of like morphed me into person that's able to do things and it's sort of like automated now where in the past I didn't have those habits so what I learned was I think I read this somewhere that said you need to be able to replace habits so if you have a habit that's not working for you find a habit that's going to replace it it's not going to be comfortable but once you replace it it becomes an automated process so over the years all the small things that i've been doing it's like in a day i do like hundreds of things right and in a way they're all there to make my day complete it's like small little things that i do every day but the core ones that i have to do regardless which is one of them is reading so i found because i never had a mentor every book i've read has been my mentor and I find there's so much more in books that I don't know why, and I don't know why people don't read. I found that reading, is has a, it has a specific way of changing your perspective on reality, and that makes sense.
0: Maybe um, describe, describe that sort of experience. How, how, how does it change your perspective on
1: reality? So it's kinda of like, uh, if I walk with you down the street, right? Uh, let's say we're walking here in Glove Street. Um, for some people, so if we're walking down, There's two different types of people, people that see opportunities and people that don't. But you see opportunities, you see opportunities based on the information that you have, right? So because your brain is like a bank, it's like a memory bank, so it stores files. So every time you see something, if you can recognize it, it's because your brain is going to give you the image. Yeah, we know this, you know, but if you don't have a lot of information, you can walk in, you can walk past doors, like a lot of doors and you have the keys on the doors, but you won't be able to open because you can't see them. Doesn't make sense. So so for me, if I walk into a room, for example, this here, I don't see um, a nice place. I see suppliers, I'm thinking, oh, that's cool to design, you know, who designed that and how much does it cost? Because I have more more information, that means in a way I, I can know how to get that thing so in a way everywhere i walk in i scan the place like even if i know if i walk into a restaurant i'll look at what kind of software they're using uh what kind of payment post machine are they using can i snap scan or you know and for me if it's not there, i'm gonna ask them a question like why don't you guys have this and they said like we don't know then somehow it ends up being a business transaction so i'm kind of like that's how books change my perspective but also in terms of my economics we all have our own our own personal economics so when i learned when i was young that economics is the study of human behavior so that means most people think it is about money it is just about how we behave so also reading changes your economics which means you can either live in a world where you think there's lack or you can live in a world where you think there's abundance those two worlds are completely two different worlds and you can choose which one you want to live in, by just using your brain. You can say to your brain, I, I, I feel abandoned and somehow you're attracted. And then if you live in luck, that's what you're going to attract. So reading, for me, gives me the information to decide where, what do I want to do at that moment wherever I am. So the less information you have, you don't have a lot of power, so yeah. that means you don't have an opinion. That means. In a way, even if someone has a problem, you won't be able to solve it because you don't know what their problem is. You can't understand it. So in a way, books have been, I don't know how to describe. They're just powerful.
0: Yeah, they've grown on your horizon. Yes. And they seem to inherently develop a curiosity. Yes.
1: Because after finishing a book, I'm like, huh. That left me with a lot of questions and I walk in, so I have this thing that I haven't written that I do. I walk into the bookstore and I just walk around all the different topics and genres to see like what is the latest thing. And sometimes I'll finish reading a book and I walk in, I find another book that answers that question. Then I take it and I'm going to read it, then I come back again. So it's kind of like this. It's
0: like the equivalent of YouTube recommendations, you know, you're watching something fun or hopefully more out of interest. And then, you know, you get a suggestion, you start watching that, and you get down this rabbit hole of one inspiration leads to another inspiration. And then you're like, yeah, I need to know it all. And then you wake up at like 4 a.m. and you're like, "What about it?" But I think that's really cool. How do you successfully develop these constructive habits?
1: So I, I, I like to spend a lot of time by myself. So that means you can see me doing a presentation. For me to get there, I was sitting with myself thinking. So I have this thing where I I hold myself accountable. So some people don't want to hold themselves accountable. It's like uh, sometimes when I mentor, I have mentees like at UCT and Stonebush University where they say, uh, I'll ask them a question like, so why are you studying what you're studying, right? They're like, I'm doing this because, you know, mom said, I'm like, yeah, but what do you want? Like, I don't know. I'm like, so what are you doing? Right? So I I always said to myself and be like, what is it that I want to do? Right, and I figure out the thing. How do I get there? Okay, but how am I supposed to be? Because here's the thing about opportunities, you attract them by the person you are. You don't get them because you want them. yes, You have to prepare yourself, that's fine. But everything you get, you get it because of the person you are. So for me, the biggest thing for me with happiness was how do I become that person that can attract those opportunities? So what are the shitty things that I'm doing every fucking day that they're wasting my time, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that they're not bringing progress that I can get rid of and I can focus on the things that will bring me progress? So what I do is I look at it from that perspective and then in a way I'll, I'll, I also don't like being comfortable, I hate it, I hate it, it's the worst thing ever and I've seen people do it, it doesn't fucking work, okay? It's
0: a block to change, right? So yes. If you're yes. going to develop and adapt and grow in the world, if you just resist that change and adaptation, yes.
1: So I, what I do is also, I believe that we're all aiming creatures, you and me, so we are aiming creatures. So that means whatever we want, if we aim at it, the world will, will morph itself around our own aim. does that make sense. That's something that people don't know. That's why a lot of people are scared of trying new things. So when you become a decisive person saying, I want to change this, the world will morph itself around that aim that you have. It's the
0: sort of intention and even positive thoughts, sort of. Yes,
1: yes. So, so anyway, the moment I decide on anything, in order for me to do that thing, I know there's certain habits that I need to let go of. Right? So, for example, I don't go out and party because I have to prepare a presentation. Or oh, I don't, I don't party at all. I don't party. So that's that's my thing. I don't go out. Yeah, we need to that <laughs> like I don't I didn't even when I was like 18 I didn't do it it didn't make sense to me so from that from from the age of 16 I had to recognize what are the things that I need to do that can get me closer to where I'm trying to get and what are the useless things that I don't want to do so those small habits uh, I can't even, I can't give you specific habits, but one of those habits might be when you get home, you sit and you watch TV on the couch, right? I don't wanna do that. It's too comfortable. I don't wanna sit down and watch a movie. I watch it on my laptop while I'm standing up. (laughs) I don't wanna watch it while I'm sitting down in a blanket, no. That's for other people. For me, that's another habit that I had, I never wanted to have. And also another habit might be uh, the things you like to do. So it might be, I like reading books, that's a good thing. Uh, for some people, they like playing games. We used to play board games, right? For some people, it might be a bad habit. They like hanging around people that are always complaining. Right? Or, oh,
0: <laughs> <people>. yes,
1: <laughs> yes. So that's where the habits are also are. But also, I think another way to change your habits is you change your environment. Because the environment, I don't care how smart you are. If any environment that you live in is part of you, right? Is you can you won't even see it, but that's how it is. But somehow I always had the ability to go outside and look at things from the outside and be like, uh, "Is this the good environment for me? Yes or no? What can I change?" So what, whenever I sit down, I go deep into my head, and I have this. Uh, It appears in my brain, I just have this huge graph of things and I just pick and choose which one do I like, which one I don't like and which one do I get rid of, and I get rid of those.
0: So when you say like this sort of environment, like definitely environment, even if you have the greatest intentions and abilities, in the wrong environment you're going to get nowhere. But if you had to describe an ideal, conducive environment, like Almost, uh, if someone had to set their mind on you know, an environment to strive towards, what does that environment look like? Like an ideal one? Like when you've got it all right, you've got it down to a T, what is that environment that you want to live in?
1: So, someone said to me, go to places where when you walk in, people smile. That's the first one.
0: Like when they're excited to see yes,
1: you? Yes, There's yes, always yes. Yes, yes, yes. For me, that's the most important part. Why? because those people that smile at me see my value, right? So that means automatically they're always gonna embrace me and they're always gonna be, you did good, you did good. They want you to succeed in a way. So there's some environments where envy envy is the biggest thing in a lot of people's lives and doesn't get you anywhere. And the other thing what I learned is you can't get something you condemn Right. If you condemn something, how? How do you get it if you condemn it? You're not. So for me, environment is like that, where I grew up in an environment where it was not that conducive to my ideas or how or my vision of the world that I wanna live in. It was about, this is what's here, you have to integrate yourself into it. For me, it didn't make sense. I wanted to be in an environment where I can build something and people are gonna be like, dude, that is so cool, you know? that's what I wanted. So, for me, I had to change my environment because I. it's not like also environment speaks to you. There's something about obedience that people don't really understand. Obedience is not about you giving me instructions, I'm listening. Your intuition gives you instructions. So sometimes you look at the environment, your intuition intuition says, maybe we shouldn't be here. I listen to that. And then that always gets me into good environments. But also, in the in the startup ecosystem, um, it's kind of like when they say it's lonely, you know, and all of that, it's because I learned that you can't be for everyone, which is fine. So that means the only few people that can be around me that are happy with me are the people I want to spend time with. So that means if I'm starting a business, if if your mom never owned a business, you don't go to your mom and say, "Hey, I want to start a business."
0: Yeah, you. Um, it, it's showing that you have the experience and have pulled off something. You know, it's when you're in a German, you see the scrolling guy versus the burp <laughs> up <laughs> guy. The oh, one oh. can sound knowledgeable, but there's an element of almost having proved that you inherently have value in that.
1: Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's also like uh, I. <sighs> I think it's, it's, I get also this uh, every time I mentor some people, where it's kind of like, they, it's like people overlook environment, like it's something that they overlook so bad that I don't care how talented, dude I can't go to the sub-Saharan uh, desert and sell hot dogs, no not even hot coffee, does that make sense.
0: Yeah. You don't expect the No. No, no.
1: I can't go to um, let me say maybe I go to Russia and I'm selling ice cream or I'm selling ice blocks.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? It doesn't make sense. It's cold. So that's the environment. Like some things are just in front of you. You go where there's people that do the things you wanna do and you go where there's people that are doing better than you and you go to where people have their shit together that's where you're gonna find inspiration.
0: Yeah, you know, highly effective people who are on top of those internal struggles. Yes.
1: And for me, that's something that I saw when I was young. I said, no, I wanna be around people that have things, you know, (laughs) like I don't wanna hang around Idiots, you know, I don't want to hang around guys that are losers. <laughs> I remember why I grew up people didn't even know who Elon Musk is. I was just like, okay, I'm fucking off. You know, <laughs> why are we not thinking about Tesla? You know? Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and
0: the value, right?
1: yeah, why are we not think about that? Like, who is that guy? I'm like, okay, this is not gonna work. <laughs> Bye-bye, you know. But it's it's kinda of like your environment has because also your environment is like this, right? It, where, wherever you grow up, you also mimic. So people are like computer programs, right? So you're a software. Um, we we both Didn't can. can see the software um background
0: explaining from. Yeah.
1: So people are like programs, right? If you're a kid from the age of zero to seven you are on your wildest, you're, I think you are like on LSD or something, you just, you just like have this crazy imagination where you can play with toys and imagine them being alive. We call it, we call it a theta state or something like that. So once you're in that state, you're like a sponge, right? So that means you, if you're a kid, you grow up in an environment that's abusive, you're most likely going to go and bully other kids in school, right? If you grow up in an environment where uh, people embrace you, in school, you're gonna outperform all the kids, right? If you grow up in an environment where you're being suppressed, you're gonna have low self-esteem. That was my experience. So when I learned that, I was like, huh, this is interesting. So your environment shapes you into what you are, but then that doesn't mean that's who you are you can change that by being in a different environment because you're a human being you can adapt to anything so that's where I saw the proper environment and when I moved to Cape Town that's what that's what I saw I saw this environment where there's this amazing people that that are doing very well, they're always excited to work, they love what they do, they're excited, you know, they're always happy, they have time, you know, people that people down have time, like you did not you just sit it down doing nothing, and I'm like, this is this is what I want.
0: People who add value as opposed to taking away from you, you know? Yes. Leaching energy or constantly taking without, you know, offering, you yeah? know.
1: Yes, yes, and also I think that's the other thing where your environment has to be a place where you feel comfortable but you also feel like you have power. Right? If you feel if you feel powerless and you're not comfortable, that's not a conducive environment. It doesn't make sense. Yeah,
0: you have to have the ability to change your environment. To yes.
1: yes. It starts with the attitude, like your own attitude towards things and towards people. So one of the things I've learned is that uh, for example, anyone who's not successful, they're the biggest complainers in the world, right? Then they complain, and then the people that are doing well, they're always saying positive things, so like they see you doing something like, oh, go on, Stephen, yay, woo, you know, do it, buddy. So, in a way, when I, when I started seeing, the, that that's like the smallest difference, but also, you have to understand that there's some, the, the The path to a sandwich is very complicated, right? Where In order for you to put a sandwich on the table, you have to go to school, you have to learn, you have to get pushed around by kids, you have to graduate, you have to pass that job interview, and you have to nail it, you have to work and be committed, then you can get your own sandwich. You're like, okay, I paid for this, right? But the difference is this. Some people don't see themselves as valuable people. Others see themselves as valuable people. So for example, some people are, are most unsuccessful people are needy people. So that means they need something, they want one, it's about me, 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 me. On the other side, I see myself as someone who's needed. So that means I have so much value that everywhere I go, some people always want my values and my skills. So that's how I see myself in society. So that means I, I have to create time for other people. I have to give. I have to help. I have to give my own opinion. I have to build something. I have to make things function. I have to make things work, because I see myself as valuable. Those are the two. The two extremes. There's no middle ground. And that's why 98% of people don't have money.
0: So sure. yeah, it's there's, there's two things. There's perception and there's um, kind of the reality that people will perceive themselves as you know either having the ability and self-worth or value or you know that I can do things, I am, you know, as opposed to a person with maybe not self-worth or not a concept of that like I can't do things and then they complain and I don't have the ability and I don't have the direction and drive. And then, it's the actual, as you said, bringing in the knowledge to that, where you can say, well, I believe I can be successful, I know I have skills, and I've also developed the skills and the knowledge to bring this all together. Yes. You've got to create a package that works.
1: Yes. And the, the secret to changing that is that your words are so powerful. You see, the things you say, either to yourself or to other people about yourself, they, they, they make a huge, huge difference. So, for example, if you say, I can't do something, you'll never be able to do it. You'll ne- I, I don't care how, where you wake up, how you wake up. If you say, I can't do something, you'll never be able to do it. If you say, I can, it's like, you always create your life. So, for me, I used to say, I can't. Now, I'm like, hey, I can't. You know, people wear Nikes so they just do it, they don't get it, you know, it's there. You know, just do it. So if you just do it, just believe you can do it. And that's, it's like a thin line, but that thin line makes a huge difference in the results that you get at the end of the day. So for me, I, I hate it when I see people that don't see themselves as valuable, and I don't surround myself with those kind of people. I want to be around people that are better than me, but people that can also impart knowledge.
0: What have you done, and are doing that in your career, and so on, has is defining you as success, um, just to give people an idea of what like what are you about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe then, and how you are valuable in the implementation. Yeah.
1: yeah so I, I'm a polymath, right? I don't know if you understand what that. So a polymath is someone who's Naturally they just want they want to understand they're good at a lot of things. So I for example I'm a software engineer. So I love I love code. But I also love how systems work. I love this human design thinking. But also I do UI and UX design. That I like cause my brain just works. Like when I design something I don't need guidelines. I just slap something there, then it's perfect. People love it. But at the same time, I'm also a businessman. So I started my, when I was 16, 17, that's when I started my first company, it was the tech company, it failed. (laughs) But it taught me a lot of lessons about how to run businesses and stuff like that. Uh, And also I'm a venture capitalist. So I have a venture capital firm that I started in during COVID. So I don't have any outside investors, so it's mostly organic. So I'm trying to, get as much equity in startups, but also offer my skills and knowledge in those startups so they can grow. Also, I'm a mentor. So I'm a mentor at Allen Gray. Um, I'm a mentor at Startup Grind. I mentor in different uh, institutions. Uh, Those are the main ones. So at Allen Gray, it's mostly university students, uh, final year or any year or postgraduate. I enjoy that so much. I love it because I'm teaching people things that that they'll never even think about. And also at the same time, I, I'm a graphic designer, so I love graphics. So another thing is I use graphics as a means of escape. So when I design something, that's the only time I zone out, I close out the world, I go deep into my own head and I just come up with something. And it's always like a fun experience for me to do that. <laughs> And also, I'm an, I'm an advisor. So I advise uh, executives in um, startups or big corporates. I'm um, also a venture philanthropist. So I mentor, or the reason I do these things with a lot of corporates is because of my vision of what my success is. So I, I do philanthropy. I don't want to give my, I don't want to do my philanthropy by giving money it doesn't make sense to me. I want to solve problems for people by using my skills and knowledges. So philanthropy is the love of humanity. So venture philanthropy is when there's investments involved to solve a certain problem. So it can be maybe there's kids that go to school without shoes, you know. If you have a foundation, what you do is you just buy them shoes. It doesn't solve the problem, yeah. right? So venture philanthropy is about okay. Why is it that they don't have shoes? You know what is it that's causing it? How can we prevent that so that it doesn't happen again? So that's the kind of change that I want to see. And besides that, I yeah i would say I'm mostly an entrepreneur slash designer. I have a lot of a jobs. I have a lot of, I a lot of can jobs. You give <laughs> <tools>? <laughs> I yes I do a lot of uh, speaking. Uh, I'm also uh, a community builder. So. <clears throat> I'm one of the organizers for Google Developers in Cape Town. I'm also heading. I'm also uh, organizing a new. It's not new. I've just got to it. We call it UX Masterclass Cape Town. So it's about user experience design and UI UX. So we had a partnership with Specno on the first of this month, which is cool. Uh, and also, yeah, I, I will also organize tech events. So I'm very techy. I like sci-fi. So I combine music with graphics to give people an amazing experience in an event. It can be a Google event or it can be anything. So I, that I enjoy so much cause all my skills come together and we just have an amazing conference. So yeah, so I'm, I'm that, I'm a weird person, I'll say. <laughs> you know, people ask me like, how did you do all of these things? I also don't know, you know, it's just, I love it. And since I love it, I, I find ways to do it efficiently. So, but for me, I said to myself when I was young that I don't ever want to succeed in things that do not matter or anything that's trivial that doesn't have any significant value. No, I think my time is important. And the reason I I did not follow a certain path to where I am today is because I just didn't want to do anything that has nothing to do with what I want to do. So I want to live in the world that is the version of the world that I want to live in. I don't want to live in someone else's world because people are full of bullshit, you see? Yeah. <laughs> I also want to pursue my dreams. I don't want someone else to... I, I, don't wanna, I can help you if that's also helping me. Right? Yeah. But also, I don't want to die and live the world the way it was. You know? And for me, I've always, I've always wanted things to change. It's kind of like, if I don't like the way something is, I want to change it. And I don't ask for permission. it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. I learned that from a friend of mine. So I do the things that I want to do, because that's what I want to do. Then I'll, I'll, I'll ask for forgiveness later. So I don't, because if there are rules, and I don't and I don't break rules, but like that's the conventional rules in society, culture, all of that. I don't care about any of those. I don't follow those because I feel like I won't be happy, because happiness is the ultimate thing. So you can have all the things you want, are you happy? For me, success is that happiness there. So that's what I want. So in a way, I, I refuse to chase success in things that lack significance.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny when people, and and if it's insecurity, they'll be, it's good to, you know, just uh, improve and maybe remove flaws that, you know, impact negatively on your journey. But you should really focus on your strengths, building those and focus on things that help you achieve your goals. And some people will be sometimes like, I'm not good at that, I need to be good at that. And then it's like, why? Um, You know, so what if you're not good at everything, you know? Maybe you don't want that. Maybe it's not important to you. Um, Maybe it doesn't help you achieve your goals. You know, we're all individuals living our unique lives. And so, what is the value of us, the difference. I just noticed it's an interesting mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost (laughs) like trying to please society. Yes. Oh, you're not good at that. Well, society expects you to be good at that. Mm. And maybe it's not a problem, but people perceive it as a problem.
1: Yeah, I... I also have this weird thing about society, like, I think society doesn't expect anything out of you, you know, it's kind of like, society doesn't expect you to read every day, like there's a normal part of society which is the common ground where everything seems normal, right, but at the same time society doesn't demand that you go to the health club (laughs) you know we bumped into each other at the health club right
0: yeah we did yeah so so
1: society doesn't demand that you do that so one of the things that i realized is you have to demand it of yourself of yourself once you do that then you can sort of like find a way to improve and i don't care you can have imposter syndrome we all have that you know (laughs) but the fact that some people believe they're not good at this thing its also just their attitude. You know how I built my schools? I became someone who's open to receiving. So that means I remember my first line was my high school teacher. She just called me out of nowhere and said I need help with this and this, so I helped her. But how I got there was in order to receive, you have to give. Right. And there's a lot of power in giving that people don't understand. I remember after, after my mom passed away, I had to go back to Limpopo. So then I, this, I was in this mall called Hrobesdal Mall. And then there was this guy, he was carrying like a, a suitcase and a PlayStation in his hand. I'm like, dude, what's going on? You know, what's going on here? It's like, oh, did I got kicked out of university? I didn't ask him where he fucked up. I just asked him, like, so what do you want? It's like, I need money to get home. So I had cash in my pocket, it was my money to fly back to Cape Town. I don't know what was in my head, I just put my hand in there, I took out all the money and I gave it to him. I said, here's money, get back home. No, I wasn't worried about how I'm gonna get back to Cape Town. I paid my taxi, I was doing public transport. I fine, it wasn't expensive, I took all my money. Tomorrow morning, My high school teacher calls me, Oh, I had you around. I'm like, Yeah, it's like, Yeah, come and help me with this. She paid me like a thousand more than I gave that guy, and that was the change of things for me. Remember, I decided I'm gonna start a business, but when I went back home, she became my first client because now at that time I was open to receiving. You can't get if you don't give, that's why most people are struggling because everything is about me, 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 me. That's that's, that's the other thing between poverty and people that are successful. If you give, you receive. Do something without expectation. There's a lot of power in that. Just do something without expecting anything. It always comes back to you. It always comes back. And somehow you're going to be, you're going to get taken care of. (laughs) You know? So for me, that's I, I think it's just that, um, like depending on how you think about it, but for me, it's, uh, an example of that is, it's kind of like, we humans are like a cup, right? So for example, I can ask you a question right now. If the cup is full, how do you put in more, right? Let's say you have that cup in front of you right now. If it's full with water, how do you put in more?
0: I guess you make it overflow.
1: Yes. okay. You are smart. (laughs) You make it overflow. But how do you make it overflow? Let's say that copies your life. Right? How do you make it overflow? What does it spill into? Other people. So, giving is like also, it's not about money. It's just information. You see, for me, everyone that I meet, I always give them some kind of information. In a way, that way I grow without realizing it. But at the same time I gain more power, but at the same time it affirms what I'm saying. So if your cup is full, the only way you can put in more is by spilling that information into other people. And that way you're giving. That means you're ready to receive more. If it's overflowing, you're gonna get more. So there's a lot of power in giving. I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's the most humane thing you can do. To help people.
0: Well, I think you know we're both um, empathetic and social creatures. And so when you got yeah, into your yeah, community, yeah, you can also yeah, yeah. You, you add value to other people. It's and also those people later on will help you out. But also it's a kind of growth and almost I guess fulfilling those needs. Yes. You know, I've, I've, when I chat to successful people, for instance, I've chatted on a previous podcast to the full circle phenomenon and. I realized with them, it kind of reminates on some of your points, is that they just, it started as just ambition, and then it just forgot up to they believe they can do it, they yes. believe they can travel the world and, you know, do fire performances and content creation and they can afford it. And they believe when, you know, things go wrong, things will work out. And it started as a bit dangerous and scary, but they realized, you know, things have a way of just if you believe in yourself, and if you want it, it's almost like then the universe provides, and that belief almost becomes a science, and you know, and then they also give back to the community, and they find out, you know, it helps them and and yourself, you know. Grow as people, you get a lot of value, and those people along the way, you know, like connections, are so valuable. And building the community, you know, if we, I, thrive, if you, thrive, I'll thrive. You know, we're going to build this area, and you know, if I offer you skills um, and you know something of value, even if you know, monetary it's just something that adds to, to your life and things, then you know later on maybe you offer me that, and. Anyway, I can not just reminisce
1: from the process. I've noticed this kind of trend of, exactly what you're saying. So uh, maybe it's a bit of a racist, basically, with success. It's kind uh, it's of like also this thing where, I, 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 if any of your listeners are, uh, I, I want to take something, maybe they should take this. Find out what is it that you're good at, and do it better than anyone else. That way you'll never feel like you're working. You know, for me, I, I deleted all my social media accounts like eight years ago because I did not want to compare myself to other people. So that means I didn't want to see who's buying what, who's going where on a vacation. That's not my fucking problem, you know. What I want is what is it that the world needs that my talents can provide? That's how I see my value and how I want to help people. That's how I put others before me. What is it that they want? That my talents can provide. Then they just have to pay me.
0: You know how you need compensation and philanthropy is good and bringing out the good of people's good, but we need to use
1: money. money, okay need money. Okay, right? we money.
0: Right? We're in capitalist society. We and money. At the end of the day, it's um it's it's kind of the the blatant truth. Yeah. And so you know, we've got this idea of where your success and drive and value and goals sort of ruminate. But you know, to step back, what is your your superhero origin story? You know, let's, <laughs> let's go that. You know? I think it'd be interesting to understand a bit more of your, your struggle and how you learned from that and turned that struggle into success. And so you know, we go way back—not way back to when you were a baby, <laughs> but you know, way back. And so you had a quite a, a tough past and you really made it successful yourself and inspiring and so you know in your childhood were there sort of specific moments or incidents that just kind of showcase the struggles you face you know due to poverty, family turmoil and, and that kind of thing?
1: Yeah so my, so my mom was uh, she, she had like a cardiovascular diseases so she had like an artificial child heart valve. So in a way she was the kind of person who you can't you can't make her angry and you can't make her too happy. So if you give her ecstasy she's gonna die. Right? (laughs) If you make her angry she's gonna move right. So she has to always be mellow. But now because of that she couldn't somehow she couldn't have the strength to be in certain work environments. So she didn't work. So she had like a Government grant support thing. My mom never made more than five thousand rands a month How until you know she that? died. It is fucking horrible to really have no fucking idea. And she never made it faster because she didn't have any extra income. So but listen, but I I'm i I'm the kind of person who asks questions, for example. So I remember one day I asked her like um so because when I was growing up the family I was in there was bullying and all that so I, I didn't have like get a chance to watch TV oh, you
0: so, know a guy as great as you man you're, you're like a dude. You're getting bullied you're yeah. so, so why, why were you bullied?
1: I, I think I think now I see this as jealousy you know so because I grew up in, in a place where so my aunt had three kids right now she's left with two the other one passed away so in a way every time we get our results from school Dude, I'm fucking smart, okay? There's no way I'm going to fail in school. There's, there's no fucking way, okay? I'm not down. Okay? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm passing, sometimes they fail. So now what I see is, your face can tell me anything. So I'll see it, her face being, you know, like...
0: You can only
1: hop the high Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, okay, I don't care. I just kept going, going, on. I finished my trick. So I finished my trick before everyone else. Because I'm, I'm smart by nature, so I could see that and remember this, I didn't know that I'm good with graphics design until I started doing it,
0: yeah, it was amazing. a talent,
1: I didn't go to school Sometimes for that. Sometimes
0: you, you just try, try things out to yes. know what you're good at, yes. it's not always so easy yeah. to, to just know
1: yes. yes, and somehow I think I remember I met this guy, he was a stranger, he told me that, I think he was like a, a medium. And he said to me that, you know, uh, there's this person in your family that's like doing this. So the best thing you can do, just don't be around them.
0: Yeah, the toxic influence in your life. Yes.
1: And then now here's the, here's the fucked up part, right? So, (laughs) growing up, there was this thing of, uh, I remember when I was like four, so we walked away, so I was with, uh, I will call them my cousin, so my aunt's uh, son and, and daughter. So the daughter was like a year younger than me, the son was two years older than me. So we walked 30 minutes away from home, so we're walking, there were cactuses on the side of the road, not the one with thin, the one with thin, 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 thin thorns, mm. and they said to me, hey, come here, look at her. it was like a ditch. So I picked over, and they pushed me, Oh no! right, and... Here's the thing, I'm a kid. You know what's the first thing I'm gonna do? I'm trying to get out of here. So I'm swelling and turning over and over and over. So I'm pushing on to the other ones with my back and my front. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I swelled up immediately. Took me four hours to get home. Right? when I got home, you know who was shouting? The neighbor. Not, <laughs> there is the fucked up thing ever. The neighbor was shouting over the fence. And I, I looked at my grandmother, she's like, I am like, fuck, this is fucked up, you know? And then I remember when I was five, I think my, my aunt was pregnant at that time. She came into my, my, my room. I was busy with a magazine or something. She started beating me. But then I asked her a question like, why are you hitting me? She's quiet, I'm bleeding. Then I went to tell my mom. So my mom could, if they slept her, she was gonna faint. <laughs> she wasn't like, she was not emotionally intact, right? She, she always tried to avoid any kind of conflict. Yeah. Which was good, because she taught me how to be humble, right? Like how to be, like, just, just, just read through the bullshit and don't let it affect you emotionally. So that's what she taught me. And then I was just going through that, and then did all my... And I remember, uh, I think from the age of four, so when the school closes, like, school holidays, like, hey, you know, it's yeah. time to take a break. So they'll go on trips. And don't leave me behind. So that means I'll cry every year or almost every second term. Yeah,
0: and this is all just jealousy? Or I, I, I don't know. You just went to Vader or something?
1: Because I'm a kid, what did I do to you?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Of,
1: <laughs> <you're crying. laughs> exactly. What the fuck did I do to you? So for me, it was that thing where I'll cry, you know, like crying, that pain, yeah. and when they come back, with the new clothes and all of that. Now to make me fucking fit it.
0: Oh, rub it in, hey.
1: They'll rub it in, and I remember my aunts, uh, the son who was two years older than me, she will wait until we have our friends. You see right now, I'm not even wearing a Nikes. I don't like Nikes or anything that's labeled. Yeah. I'd rather buy something that's not labeled that's expensive, right? It's because of that. Yeah. So they'll come wearing Adidas and Fumas and this. And he will wait until I'm sitting with my friends, either from school or something, we're trying to play. He will say the most fucked up thing ever. He'll say to me, uh, You know, uh, your, your, your mom is so poor that she can't afford this shoes, you, know? you
0: know?
1: And I'm like, What the fuck is this guy? this guy tripping on something? <laughs> we are kids, man. Yeah, but he here's the fucked up part he's my sibling, he's the guy who was supposed to be looking out for me. You know, we watch movies together, we want to play together, but those moments showed me that, you know, no matter how much you can hide, your kids will always show you how you are. Like, your kids mimic the way you treat people. So the way they were treating me, it's not their fault. They were taught to treat me that way, you know? So they mimic their mom and all of that. So for me, it felt like an environment that I did not even want to fucking belong. Yeah. because I looked at everyone and I was like, these people are fucking losers, you know. I want, I want a wife that I can go to the gym with. These guys don't even know what the fucking gym is, so I'm fucking off. Like, yeah. I couldn't wait to get out of that place from like the age of four Just,
0: yeah. Yeah, until yeah. I
1: was 16, then I was I fucking left. It was horrible. And for me, it was that thing where I never felt like I heard a word. I couldn't say anything. They'll say this fucked up thing of like, yeah, you know, Philip is the quiet one. Yeah, you know, he's sitting at the corner, he's, he's, he's fine like that. Then I realized this shit doesn't get you money. Being quiet, like low yeah, self esteem,
0: yeah. that thing
1: is a fucking disease.
0: I think okay? like if I, if I think about <laughs> people in my experience in multiple spheres is that the two things that is comp, I notice it happens a lot more than, than it, I think it should, is people struggling with self esteem and self worth. Yes, and when you see people struggle on those things, they struggle in you know success in relationships. It sort of has a, a crouching effect on those around you and your situation, and that sort of can come from you know how you see the world, your experiences as a, as a child, and it's just unfortunate. Right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like also it affects every part of your life. You know, I. I, I remember the way I overcame my self-esteem is I started I went to Somerset Mall, so I'll take my shoes off and I'll walk in the mall.
0: Yeah
1: yes because i was shy so i wanted to see who's gonna come to me and say hey i saw you uh, last week without your shoes off what was the problem so i did that for months in you know, order to calm my fear you see right now i can speak in public dude when i was living where i was living i couldn't i i believe that i don't have fucking value you see that's yeah. how you know i believe that this like i don't have power yeah, no, I, des- no yeah, I desire a good life, but I didn't feel like I have the power to get it. So now, when I was, I, when I started forcing myself to feel uncomfortable, I started realizing that actually people don't care, you know? People don't care what you're wearing, how you walk, or how you sound. People don't care. Yeah, they focused
0: on their own problems, their own yes, life, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, university you, is so important in their life that you know they're going to put all that energy on you. No, you know?
1: yes. So for me it was kind of like, okay, then if no one cares, you know why am I wasting my time, worried about... We
0: fear judgment, but we also create judgment. Isn't that a crazy cycle? <laughs> it's this thing we fear, um, which, you know... Why you believe... Because what your self-worth and value is an internal thing, almost you holding yourself accountable and maybe You know, comparing yourself to what you want, Um, but then we we both let other people's um, you know judgment and thoughts about us, which actually don't determine what our reality should be, affect us, and then we create these almost um, it could be paranoia thoughts, about, they are thinking those things. Probably not. Yes. You know? Yes. They're very good. know, in the room, but
1: it's almost it torture ourselves. Right? Yes. It's, uh, but I, I like what you said when you say we created. This is the weirdest thing because it's kind of like I believe that the world outside is a mirror of the world inside, right? So I learned that in a lot of books that I've read that you can't change what's outside. You first have to change what's inside. So that means the moment you 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 understand that any any plant that you see you can see the stem you can see the flowers that's not where the power is the power is in the things that you cannot see in the roots so some people they want to change but they keep changing the results so it's kind of like they want to change what they see it's like you go to the, the apple tree the apple is not that you you want to patch it up and stitch it and you know and glue it up back to the tree and leave it and see if it's fixed that's not how things work you have to change the roots so where are the roots inside something that no one can see. Yeah. And once you change that, then, cause your life, everything is a projection, it's like everything you see, you project what, you project your perspective on it. Right? Yeah. It's so weird, cause I don't even know, I haven't dived deep into it, but it's kinda like, it's a projection. Everything you see is a projection, it's a mirror of us inside. So the only way you can impact your source side is change inside. Yeah. And like I said to you, your superpower is the moment you know that there will never be another Stephen, okay? There will never, I don't care how many billions of years you're going to live, there will never be another Stephen. That's your superpower. Yeah.
0: That's
1: what I discovered. Because once I discovered that, that, I saw that I actually I don't need to fit in anywhere. You know, let me do my own thing. So that way I can overcome any fear of me thinking I deserve because. I remember I was reading this thing that said, you know, the reason you go to other people and you tell them your dreams and they crush you then is because some of them are scared that you're going to succeed. Some of them are scared that, that they're that they not going to experience that. So sometimes when you go to video, you ask them, like, I want to tell the business. They're telling you about themselves, not you. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, that's almost projection of the cult, where I'm scared I'll never succeed. And so when someone else succeeds, it's like, it just reaffirms that, you know, I can't do it, so why should they do it? It's, it's kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, can, yeah, 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 yeah. It's their yes, problem so entirely, and you're just a reminder and almost um, cultivating this struggle they're having.
1: Yes. And it's a, it's kind of like, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but I think the other way you get to inspire people see, when they, when they see you, you know, hearing is another thing. You see, sometimes I get this weird thing right now where people come to me and they just want to speak to me. But also I have to, I can't be in, in places where there's a lot of people, because people always, are always curious, like, you look like, what's what's wrong with your energy? It's like, who are you? You know, I get that all the time, people are like, who are you dude, you know? Yeah, yeah. they like, I don't know about it. But now it's kind of like, Even in those spaces, I see that people can see. You know, people can see, some of them get inspired. Just like yesterday I was in an Uber, and then this guy asked me, so what do you do? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm," I just said I'm a software engineer. Then he's like, dude, I want to go into software, how do I start? Just like that, he got my contacts, I gave him sources. Just because I was sitting down, literally, trust me, if you walk on the street right now, you're most likely not going to ask people what they do, yeah. so what is it about me and all the other people that fascinate me, what is it about our auras that make people question us? Yeah. That makes sense. Almost like even without
0: talking to you, they just come. Yes. Yeah.
1: They just want to yeah. be around you, or they want to ask you a question, it's kind of, I think for me it's that energy that you give out, you know, confidence is also part of it. If you don't if you want money you have to have confidence. That's the basic. That's why I go to I work out. Yeah. I do that because confidence is the only thing that confidence is a key to any door that you wanna open.
0: Yeah.
1: It starts there. That's for me, I think I was one confident. It just I never discovered it until it was I was a bit older. Yeah. So confidence for me is the ultimate key to opening anything. Go to anyone who doesn't have money. They don't have confidence.
0: Yeah, believe in yourself and um, <laughs> not having a bad self-image. Right? Yes, yeah, so
1: they walk like they are falling. Is it like people that walk like this? Like, did, did you sleep last night? Yeah, I walk like a zombie. But it's kind of like confidence, you
0: know.
1: Yeah, you don't have to be someone who's uh, you have a high pitched voice or you are tall. No, just can you get what you want? Yeah. You know, I do. You believe that you deserve the things that you want. Yeah. And then if you believe that, then somehow your confidence will rise to that.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's interesting. I, I find when I start speaking to someone, if they show that it's confidence, almost like radiates like self-belief and success and ability, and I can almost be like. I'm going to enjoy this conversation. <laughs> I can see it, you know, yeah, and yeah. energy is huge, right? Yeah. It's, it's not just going to be like an exchange of knowledge. It's going to be an exchange of insight and perspective. Yes. And, you know, even when it's sort of a mastery and when you can see someone really knows what they say, you know, there's and uh, this is where knowledge backs it up, right? Yes. Some people just—you just know they're an <laughs> so like expert, and when you put it in domain, you challenge <laughs> things. You, you don't. Your opinion will be heard, yes. you know, because you know it's of value. Some people, if, if you're constantly letting people just disregard what you say, you know, and and not feeling like you can challenge this perspective—not not in a negative way, not trying to belittle—but you know, offer something that is compelling and they have to think about. Yes. They can't just say, well that doesn't matter, <laughs> I'm just going to continue believing what I believe, you know, maybe if something brings something to the yeah. table,
1: you actually have to think about it. Yeah, some, some people, a lot of people resist change, I don't want to lie to you, yeah. it's kind of like something that I see every day, where there's still people that are, they still have some, some weird mindset thingy, that they believe that this is the thing, but then the results speak something different. Yeah. See? So, for me, I don't want to do things that don't give me the results I want. Yeah. So that's like a lot of people want, are not able to listen to what I'm saying, because I, I don't like to be... For example, a few nights back I was with one of my mentees from city, right? Yeah. So we're here, and then we were just taking some walks, so I was just showing him some things, so we went to Long Street. so we bought hot dogs, right? I was eating a hot dog, so this homeless guy comes to me and says, uh, hey man, uh, you know I need money, I need to like find a, I need to pay for a place, blah, blah blah. I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna give you money. He said, Why well, cause you are a man? Right? He said, What do you mean? I'm like, you are a man, you know. You there's no way you don't you can't find a way to make money. You're bullshitting yourself, right? And he's like, but why are you talking to me like that? I'm like, okay, let me make an example. Do you have a girlfriend? He's like, no, I'm like,
0: see? <laughs> and
1: then he's like, yeah, but you can't talk to me. I'm like, no, dude, you're a man. Do you think this? He, he said to me, well, I asked him, so why don't you have money to go and pay for sleeps? like, because uh, I, uh, I try to ask people. I'm like, yeah, I'm not also gonna, I'm also not going to give you money. Do you see the person who's with me? She's my mentee. I bought, I bought her a hot dog because she's doing something. You see, people will only help you when you help yourself. Even God sometimes like, hey bro, you know, it's not gonna work, right? Yeah. So I said that to him and I, I could see his face. He was like, this guy doesn't, doesn't want to give you money. And I said something to him, I said that, do you know that you have reasons why you don't want to work? You've created the reasons in your head. He's like, what do you mean? There are no jobs. I'm like, no, I met the mayor last week, Friday unemployment is 4% in Cape town So how is it that you commit something that doesn't exist? You're bullshitting me. And he looks at me like, okay, yeah, okay, and I said to him, okay, let me give you an example. So why don't you have money? It's like, I don't have a job. Why don't you have a job? I don't have an ID. Why don't you have an ID? Uh, I don't have money. I was like, I was like, but that's not the reason you're not working. It's like, no, that's the reason I was, no. How is money the reason you're not working? Right? So, I was challenging him in that moment because I wanted to, him to see that he's responsible, not the other person. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. So he needs to hold himself accountable. Yeah. He's a man, dude, okay? No one cares.
0: Like, why? It, why would he have, you know, other people can do it and... You know. yeah. Like people have the ability to do these things, right? And I said we to him, all the time, you know, why can't he do it? You know, why is he special? <laughs> yeah, yeah he exactly. To you chose him. Him. Yeah. He had No, ability to do and I and I said to him, just
1: you you giving yourself reasons you don't want to do. And he, I could see he's getting pissed. And I left, and he came back to me. He spoke to me like, okay, thank you, blah blah blah. But the thing is, that's how I speak to everyone. Yeah. He said I don't have time for games. This for me is normal, like this conversation, this I, was, I, I speak like this every time, like with yeah. everyone because I don't have time for games. So I'll tell you to think the way it is, if you don't like it, fuck off, you know. Yeah. So that's, that's how I do things.
0: Going into your past, you know, there's been a, many other struggles also as you sort of grew up and so on. And yeah, you know, your best friend died, that's like to a lot of people Part of your
1: support system, right? Yes. So that person was my grandmother. So she was my confidence. So I'll sit with her and she'll just listen to me rant on and on about what I want to do and you know, I'm going to have this and I'm growing up. So she was, I, had, I had a good relationship with her more than my own mother. So when I was in matric, when she passed away, that's when I started getting into depression because that support system was not there anymore. So that means now there was no one to defend me. There was no one to say eh, leave him alone or don't do this or someone who will say let's you see like there's something about some people that never shut you down is you can go on and run about what you do just say okay that's good you know and i remember i think it was like two days before she passed so we were sitting down outside it was sunday so we're sitting down it was sunny we're talking i said yeah hey, i want to do this and this it's like she said to me uh, you know i i hope i'm alive to see what you're gonna achieve and then two days later gone but it was kind of like that thing that like I couldn't, it taught me two sides of humanity where besides the experiences that I've had, it taught me that people can be extremely aggressive and violent and inhuman but also we have the ability to have this unlimited feed of kindness. So that, that for me it put me in a position where I had to like be in the middle of that the same thing on and off, that's how I see things. So after that it told me that I remember my aunt said to me, hey, you know, you see your grandmother just passed away? Just hope your mom doesn't die because we're not going to look after you. Yeah.
0: And like, oh fuck, you know, uh, <laughs> this, this is, this
1: is acting like I'm moaning, like could you just have like some, some niceness, like just add some sprinkles to it or something? Um, and then, on the yeah yeah just ice it like just sitting, like in an envelope and write a nice message you know it's just <laughs> as like blunt like bad i was like fuck, and i think for me that really changed my perspective on a lot of things you know it changed the way i i started experiencing like my everyday life you know being in school seeing kids laughing and I'm just there like uh, this is this sucks you know and I like I just get into this weird state of mind when I'm alone where I'm like I'm constantly feeling this pain you know I'm trying to get rid-, rid of it I can't there's no one who's talking to me about it like I can't even find any content I wasn't even interested in any content so for me it's it is it felt like it took away everything and I remember one day I was asking like I was like, why? You know, why? I get that people die. That's fine, But why now? You know, she could have just waited until I had like money or something. You know.
0: Yeah, we able to sustain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like,
1: hey, come and see what I've built. You know. But in a way, that that left me in a very empty world, full of seven billion people, but I was, I felt like I was alone. And even like, and it also started enabled me to start questioning the people that were in my life, because like environment again. So I believe that if someone is not supposed to be in your life, don't force them to be. I believe that sometimes people come and go because they don't deserve to see where you're gonna be. So I've always believed that, like I, I went through this, this thing where I, I, I looked at everyone that I know and I judged all of them. I said, okay, let's start with this guy. So you are my friend in high school, okay, cool. Uh, what do we talk about? Girls, okay? Uh, when do you call me on a Friday when you want to go and drink? so you're not a friend. I'm canceling you. <laughs> so I went through all: official. Yeah I went through all the list of the friends that I had, and I ended up deciding to delete all my social media accounts, because I felt like, you know what, if I said to myself, I don't want the next 10 years of my life to be like the last 10 years, right? And I don't want the like the next five years of my life to be like the last five. So why am I changing here? Yeah,
0: you know, that's a, a, a terrible situation where you stagnate and people will be in unhappy situations and just like stay there and reminisce on it. Yes. It's like if there's something that you're not happy about in, in life, if there are things that that are lacking, being alive doesn't excite you. You know, some people just sit there and brew and maybe sulk and to (laughs) themselves, but you all have potential to thrive out of this. Don't don't you want to be happy and thriving (laughs) and get away from the pain? You know, pain and fear, it's a horrible experience.
1: They choose to be comfortable.
0: Yeah, even comfortable in misery and um, too scared to to face it. Like, it feels more scary to to, keep going in this horrible state than to just say, well, you know, change has got to be better, but a lot of people do it. I think that's a really tough challenge for a lot of people in life, and it's just unfortunate.
1: Yeah, but don't you think that the scariest thing is not changing?
0: Like, I'm twofold, (laughs) because there's the one aspect of, (laughs) don't mess with the good thing. (laughs) Where there's the over-desire, of like, your situation's never good enough. So that's on the one side. But then on the other side, there's this potential and true value that something can add. You know, why not, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. the ultimate
0: gift to yourself. So, so I'm in two minds. I think is being able to acknowledge and just win some, when you've got a good thing going, what is a value, and not just constantly thinking that's not enough. But then also seeing where there's stuff where there's value that, you know, is worth it and, you know, in its own way, um, creates such a conducive environment in life and that makes you so effective that, you know, Yeah, it's the difference between being able to know when something's good and when something's not good or when, when there's something that you could bring in to add another good spirit to it.
1: Yeah. That, that's yeah. what I think about it. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I'd rather change than be stagnant because I think one of the things that I learned was that, you see, the thing, the other thing about successful and unsuccessful people there's a huge difference, right? What you get is also besides the habits. There's also how they feel every day when you wake up. The first thing I do when I wake up, I t- t- do my gratitude before I even touch my phone. Yeah. That's the first thing I do. Uh, I look you know,
0: at. share what you thankful for. Yes, I
1: looked exactly. at all the small and big things that I have: the people, the environments, the workspaces. You know, people like you. You know all the people I meet, the people that have invested in me, embraced me, people that love me, people that want to be around me, people that want, to, want me to succeed. I just sit down every morning and I do that. You know what you do when you fall, when you wake up? You gotta first start completely about the government.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the
1: first thing you, when you wake up is like ah oh, you know how government is doing that? well we want to ship we want to be blaming some other
0: external party you know yes, yes. offload our blame yes, as opposed yes. to that facing the, yes. in the realities internally and in around us
1: and that that complaining breeds anxiety pessimism and self-doubt mm. so once you have those that's a combination of for failure it's a good recipe for failure Literally, it's there, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's not even hard to do it. Like it's so easy, you know? You just complain and be miserable and then you're not gonna get the things you want. Yeah. But then on the other side, you look at the people that are doing the things they love. Like for me, I put my heart and soul into every project that I'm working on. Yeah. So that means I'm putting my personality into it. I'm not just working. It's like it's like kind of like I have this. I'm connect, I have like an antenna that's connected to the universe, and I'm just unloading ideas yeah. and putting them into the computer.
0: <laughs> you can see it, this is with the sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> and it's exactly. That is
1: literally how I imagine myself when I'm working. But I do that because I'm grateful. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm doing well. I have impact. I touch people, have a good track record. I work hard, dude, I work, okay? When I mean work, it means the first four years of my career, I was sleeping in the office.
0: Uh,
1: Literally, I did not want to go home. I was sleeping in the office. So that's how much I work. I don't mind working 20 hours.
0: You always make me think of Elon Musk. Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) One part of that, he had tried, man. He did with a lot of people yeah
1: Yeah, and people don't understand like why would you still be in the office why would i go home hmm? the work is not done that's how committed i am but also i i work and i learn as fast as i can so every day i'm learning something new every day i'm reading a new book every day i'm challenging my skills every day i'm trying to find out what is it that, what else am i good at yeah
0: and to you know in these struggles you had between gamma, Time and you know, many other struggles, what sort of coping mechanisms and support systems did, did you have that sort of gave you that boost to get out of this situation and deal with grief? Like, so, that's almost um, environmental changes in a way, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think environmental changes, but also I'm someone who's calm, so I, I can, if you come to me and you punch me in the face, I'm not going to be angry. So I'm, I'm, maybe I'm fucked up, but that's, that's, that's literally how I am, so I'm no, not...
0: You're, maybe you're forward facing, saying, yes. well that happened, but reminiscing, what is that going to do, you know, what now, Yes. Know, the next thing in life is what matters, yes. right, what happens in the past, well that's that's done. Yes, yeah.
1: And but also this is a tactic, it's a, it's a technique, so what I do is, I realise over the years where I've been, so I was doing it unconsciously, which means... Whenever I'm going through something, I take my mind and I put it towards the end goals that I have. So that means whenever I'm going through, I'm feeling lonely or whatever, I focus on my goals and dreams. That way, I, it keeps me grounded and moving. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in that moment, what I'll do, I'll just sit down. I'm not sure if it was meditation, I don't know, I'll just sit down and I'll go into this state where I'll close my eyes and I just blocked out everything and I just imagine myself uh, in the universe, you know, somewhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then I'll just, I'm just going to be there in the ether, looking at things uh, from a different perspective. Yeah. And then in a way, I can choose how I feel. So. I have some. I have something we call inter- emotional intelligence. So that is in whatever situation, the first thing I do is I monitor my emotions because your emotions are the most powerful thing. You can be angry and beat someone to death, and your life is over. Or you can be happy, right? There's It can be in the same situation. If you come to me, like, let's say maybe it's a mistake, you're like, Philip, uh, I thought you turned on the microphone. I'm like, no, Stephen, I told you that. You didn't even tell me about the microphone. You start fighting, and then, then, right? We end up fighting. In that situation, we could have just said, okay, just turn on the microphone, right? It's easy. So I'm always, I have to monitor my thoughts and my emotions every time. I don't know how I do it, but I just sit down and I say, how do I feel? because I know that your emotions affect your thoughts, which affect your actions, which affect your results. So before everything else, how I feel, I don't make a decision if, I'm, if I don't feel well. So that means if I'm, if, if I'm not well, I'll, let, I'll, I'll listen to music or maybe do something else, then come back to the decision later. Yeah. So I don't make decisions based out of emotion. So even during that time, it was the time where this thing was working for me, so I'll just be here, and I'll sort of like somehow just zoom out and look at things from a distance. Yeah. And then be like, okay, that's fine, it's happening. So uh, what am I doing? You know, what can make me happy? Let me do that. Yeah, yeah so I actually tried to kill myself like, <laughs> I know this is fucking crazy, yeah. but uh, I, was, I was 17 at that time, because at that time I felt like the world was not making sense to me, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'll be somewhere, but I will not be there. And here's the fucked up thing about our brains, is that they can replay moments as if they're happening in real life.
0: Yeah, there yeah, are thoughts, uh, is the and there's a challenge in you. It's, it's not actually healthy to just think about bad memories and bad experiences because part of us is that it definitely a process of coping with grief. And if you think about those things constructively, use those experiences to make change. That's fair enough, and that can be really impactful. But what's a really unhealthy thing to do is replay those experiences and just brings up those wounds, those struggles. Yes. Because it's, as we we're saying, it's real trust. Yes. And so if you cause reliving, you're not just rethinking, reliving that. experience experience, you know, hurting yourself, bringing out those negative feelings, and not using it that constructively, you know, how are you going to recover from that? There's a great psychologist who talked about you know, relationships and breakups and saying that you know if you just keep reminiscing on those experiences and reminding yourself of the heritage, even when you think about those good things, you know, you're just reminding yourself of that. Yes. You're bring that up. You know, your brain makes connections and associations. And the moment you bring up one memory and one thought, you know, that brings it can bring up the whole bottle because we are sort of an association engine. To move forward, you have to think about kind of the future and find new experiences and not let those change of your past hold you back. Can you through sort of an example of how you've transformed your pain into purpose and channeled your adversities
1: towards personal growth yes so i one of the things i realized about so there's a lot of power in pain also and i I also realized that when i'm working out when i get to the point i'm tired and somehow i I have this ability to reach down deep inside and find more strength so what i did was at that age uh, 16 17 was i looked at that pain that those things that i had that i was going through and i said to myself i want to use them as a fuel a way to push myself So that means the only way i was dealing with at the my healing process was through working so i had to keep myself busy but also because at that time i don't care in a way i become unstoppable so that means you can't tell me anything i want that thing i'm gonna get it because i'm going through this so there's no way i'm not gonna get it Yeah. so so i use that as a way to push myself and push myself and push myself because i didn't i don't have plan b Okay. Yeah. I have plan A, and I stick to plan A. Uh, this thing off, I know a lot of kids that I mentor have this thing where they say, hey, uh, you know, uh, I chose this, and then if this doesn't work, I'm gonna fall into this. I said, I don't. I, I, never wanted to have anything to fall back on. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. So I'll do whatever it takes to get that thing that I want. And I don't care how long it takes, I don't care how much it takes, I'm gonna do it, because that's the only thing. where I'll see, I'll feel like I've liberated so but in a way for me to get that you need energy. So I my source was that turmoil thing, that feeling that I had deep inside. And I said, I wanna t- just take this and just use this this is fuel to empower myself. Yeah. So that way if I was working 18-20 hours a day, I was doing that because I it kept me going. You know, at the end of the day when I feel tired, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and <laughs> it's like let's go, you know, let's do this, let's get this, let's do this failing and all of this. Get up again, okay, let's go, let's try again, again and again and again and again. So I use that as a way to persevere. And I use that as a way that I, I didn't, I made sure that I don't have backup. Most people have backup, I don't have backup. It's
0: like a safety
1: net. Yeah, I don't need the safety now, I'll cut it. Okay, if I fall, I break myself, I'll heal. I'll get up again and I'll jump again. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Someone said to me, when an entrepreneur is like God, jumping off a cliff, hoping that you're gonna build your plane on the way down. And sometimes you jump uh maybe you forgot to you forgot some screws you know <laughs> and then you put the plane together you fucking crash and then after crashing you, you you feel the pain most people will never go back again i'm that guy if i crash and i'm still alive i'm gonna go back again i don't care if i go a million times that's i don't, doing something once doesn't work that's something you have to do it again and again it's like most people give up learning software engineering because they feel like the first time they're doing it, it's not working right they're like ah, this doesn't make sense to me it's a string okay <laughs> like maybe spend a bit more time on it you gotta understand how to print but for me it's that thing of I never it's kind of like maybe it's also my greatest gift which is I persevere so I i don't do it. if I'm looking for a job in a company I'll go there every day every single day that means every day I'll walk into that office like we told you Philip we don't have a job like maybe someone died you know <laughs> just saying you know Just you know, I don't know there's that guy at the reception had a heart attack you guys don't have a job for me? you know so it's, it's perseverance for me I used that pain as a way to persevere but I also used it as a way to keep myself motivated and also I used it as a way to I wanted to get the most out of this world because it took a lot from. sort of like a revenge thing I'm like oh yeah if this going to happen I'm going to be successful you know? <laughs> that's that's literally what it was but in a way I could have defaulted to some. most people have a diff, which means they default to what they know or what they think and how they behave it's like for example in Cape Town if you go to uh let's say some of the most dangerous places. You get 16 year olds that are in gang. Right? They most likely they're not there because they enjoy it, they are there because it's their default. Does not make sense? what they know is
0: they've been that yes.
1: they autopilot just... Yes. That's yeah. the autopilot, that's literally what reality
0: you've been given. <laughs>
1: yes. But for me, I said to myself, I, I I don't want the reality that has been given to me, right? Because I also here's the thing about money and power is that once you have money or you have power you can your opinions matter right but in a way that you can create the world, the version of the world that you want to live in regardless of what everyone thinks yeah. so i always wanted to create that so i use that pain and all of that in a way that i'm gonna use it to build the world the version of the world that i want to live in where no one can come and tell me that i'm wrong and i'll yeah. make sure i justify what i'm saying So I use that as a way to grow myself and push myself and just keep on going. Remember, pain is, like, when you're doing something and it's painful, you're crying, but you keep doing it, for me, I was like, I'm already there. So why the why the hell am I not doing it? <laughs> you know, Let me just use whatever this is and just get just produce something. Yeah, So it's, that's yeah, what part I did. Of the whole, like, oh, yeah, dig down. I have oh, nothing to lose. Yeah. Like, well, you know, I have <laughs> nothing to lose, right? Yeah. So what? There was nothing for me to lose. I lost everything already. There was yeah. nothing to lose. So why don't I take a chance in doing the things that I like? Yeah. Because what I learned from, I think from my aunt, because she never worked, was that you can still fail if you don't do the things that you want to do. So I must, I might, I might just well try and do the things I want to do. Yeah. So that's.
0: We've got, yeah, you know, we got all the tools, right? You know, people have the ability. Another valuable thing is you've got the time, and the world's a big place. The opportunities are there, you know. There are nice things out there, you know, and there's. There's resources, all the resources but the internet that you can ever want, the ability to learn skills, and our ability as humans to morph ourselves, grow. You know, if you aren't the machine you need to, you know, uh, I don't know, win the battle or you know, solve, get the things you want, well, you can become the machine. You know, um, and you know, as I said, I don't know you struggle struggling with this, is only up, you know, down, or the you already there. You know, yeah. so we got all you need. It's just getting from, you know point A to point E, dealing with the, the fear and the struggle. And people, the biggest inhibitor to progress right, is fear. We hate people, you know, it's as funny because <laughs> people hate like hard work and hate facing fears. But like when you face fears, the body almost loves that. That's so empowering, right? It's something and else, And when you yeah. struggle, the body loves that. That's how people grow, personally. But yeah. yeah. so these are, when you do them, it's like a such rewarding things, and, but people like, it's almost like, well, there's those gifts, but I don't want to take them. It's like, well, I, no, it sucks now, but when I get through it, it's going to be so awesome. Then Yeah. It's
1: just that leap. It's like
0: almost a faith thing that people
1: don't grasp on. Yeah. And touching on faith, I think one of the biggest things I have is faith because I can hope, you know, hope is, hope is a little bit shaky, you know, it, it is, you know, faith on the other hand is when you're going through that thing, You what I went through and I don't have anything while going out for me. The only thing I could believe in is something that I couldn't see, which is what I saw myself doing the things that some of them I'm doing now. I'm not fully there yet. I'm getting there. I still have a long journey. But me being able to see myself doing the things that I want made me happy and somehow kept me going, regardless of what I had physically. Just just the visualization of it and faith. And also something really powerful that I, I learned was faith is born of gratitude it because faith is an emotion and people don't understand it. So the more grateful you are, the more you grow in faith. Yeah. So the more you're more grateful you are every day, the more you grow in faith. So even during chaos or during a point where you feel like, okay, I've done all of this, now If you have faith, you'll always find a way. Uh, I think it's the laws of nature but also I think it depends on what you believe in. So I believe that everything I have does not come from me, right? And also I also believe that my thoughts don't come from me my ideas don't come from me so they have a source Right. so the source for some people can be God or Buddha or Allah can be you know, Krishna it can be anything it can be the universe it can be anything you want to believe in but I believe we all have a source and for me that source is the only thing that gives me whatever I want and here's the powerful thing I just need to ask <laughs> right I just need to ask what is it that I want I want this the universe is going to give it to you yeah. so for me it's kind of like the moment I realize and also it's kind of like this when you acknowledge the source of the thing that the source of how things come to you, or the source where things come through to you, the moment you acknowledge it with gratitude, it gives you more. So it's kind of like you have like at every point just it's kind of like most poor people are not grateful i've been there okay i know they're not so that means whatever they have they're thinking yeah but what about that guy Well yeah as what does he have that and i don't have his envy also yeah so i you can't be grateful and envious you can't you can't be negative and successful. Yeah. Right? so there's something about it so for me is i'd rather be positive by being thankful for all the things that i have every single day Stephen. That means I write it down in my journals. I write it down in any of my books. I write it down in can be in my computer, can be I'm listening to something about gratitude. That's every morning I do that. Even if I do it for hours. I don't care. So I'll do that so that I'm grounded. Yeah. So the more you repeat it, the more you grow in faith. But I also think that it's also like the more you're grateful. The reason it fills your faith is because you feel good afterwards. Yeah. So your emotions is, is also, that's why I say faith is an emotion. You feel good afterwards and you feel like no matter what happens, I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter the, the challenges and the hurdles along the way. Just you having that one, that one thing that you believe in, it'll keep you out of trouble, it'll keep you focused. Regardless of whether you get challenged, you fall, you get up, you just keep going because you've got end goal in mind. Yeah. And that, that just keeps, yeah. yeah, so the more grateful you are, the more of that grows.
0: You know, the what's stuff you, right? no matter how bad things get, they can always get better, right?
1: they will always get better.
0: And, you know, no matter how low you are, you can get out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone has the ability to do that. You just gotta do it through changing circumstance and making, taking steps. On the emotions, you know, there's sort of the idea that, that I know of, that je- there's two emotions in particular that are considered, or could be considered uh, wasted emotions. And I know it's a recurring theme with your story is jealousy mm-hmm. and anger. You know, i explain this. So jealousy is taking External, the external world, and letting that control you and validate you and determine your self worth, and also want things for other people you know, want the worst for other people. Why would you know? <laughs> what is that? So it's, fact why, why, you know, it's also they, not you, right? Sure. It's, it's what their life isn't your life, you know, they do whatever they want, it has no impact on you, right? Because you're the one experiencing your life, and you know, how that their situation, you know, feelings they make you feel. What you feel is what matters, what's going inside, what you believe in yourself, that's what matters, that is your reality. that's who you are. Who they are, you know, it's just, you can experience that, but that's that's like seeking validation through that and hating people for that. It's kind of a fear of significance, but there's nothing constructive. You should be the one to compare yourself with. And then on anger, anger is sort of an emotion that's interesting because anger can be used to constructively, can be used constructively of saying this will be better. But often anger is, is used to lash out, to instead of removing what hurts you and you struggle with, just, make other people struggle and yes. hurt other people as a coping mechanism. Yes. So that's why they're sort of committed to called waste emotions. Yeah. They're experience and they experience to sort of a matter, but they result in actions that offer no value because you're impacting the external world as opposed to your own internal and your own reality. You're affecting other people's reality. As opposed to your other emotions that the happiness and joy, they motivate you. They make you realize the value of them and you know drive you and you know sadness drives you to Not have certain things happen or um, sort of a negative um, force that says that's not nice, I don't want to be away. So you move away from the bad to the good, and then you know, anyways, emotions can be quite interesting.
1: Yeah, (laughs) no, no, that's 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 true, man. And I think it's it's kind of like also, I think emotions are also one of the most powerful things that we is a capability that we have, you know. And the moment you can sort of like monitor those emotions, like I have a friend of mine, Tom. He's from Germany. He's like in his almost close to eight years old. But he, he told me something. He said to me, well, if, if you want to know how you what you're thinking, first know how you feel. Right? So he said, whenever he wants to make a decision, he'll take his hand and put it on his heart and then depending on whether he feels good or not, then he'll not make or make that decision. Like, okay, this is smart. So he said, every time, this is about the emotion. If you want to know what you're thinking, figure out how you're feeling and that's going to tell you what you're thinking. Yeah. And in a way, if you don't feel good you might you ultimately you know that you're not thinking good stuff.
0: Yeah. Well you know <laughs> the emotions based is the representation of the subconscious, right? Yes which is half of it. That's- part of who you are emotions are the tool that the subconscious uses to communicate with the conscious and so it's all a part of it it's all your at some level your thoughts right yes yes yeah yeah.
1: and then yeah i just think uh i don't know i don't want people to be like "Ah, yeah you know yeah we have to monitor our emotions but they're important so for example i'm going to give an example so i was reading this book called the power of positive thinking so In the book, uh, the guy gave an example of, um, he said, your brain is like a bank, right? So you have two tellers. So you have Mr. Defeat and Mr. Triumph. So at every point where you're in a situation where you need to make a decision, you consult either one of the two. For most people, The default is Mr. Defeat, right? So here's how it works. Everything you've ever known in your entire life, all the memories, the good and the bad, they are stopped. But those two tellers have access to both memories. So that means if you get to the position where you want to decide you want to do something and you consult Mr. Defeat, Mr. Defeat is going to go into your brain, go through your files, all the childhood traumas and childhood memories or all the bad stuff that happened and it will give you a response like, yeah, you know, here's the validation, Steven. You suck. You can't do this okay just admit it here's the evidence you see this happened this and then you start feeling those emotions and then you're gonna decide from there okay this is this, this is how it is but what he says in the book is, there's also Mr. Triumph, right? I was talking about Mr. Defeat, where if you if whenever you need to make a decision, if you go and say, hey, uh, give me the good stuff, you know, what is it that can validate what I'm trying to do and give me a reason that I can do it. It's going to go back to your files, so all the things you've done that you never thought you can do, you're stressed about the project, you went well, you know, all the things from your childhood that you did there, like, yeah, you're excited, or all the presentations you've done, or getting the job, or accomplishing that thing. If you only focus on that. Automatically, when you want to make a decision based on that, it's going to give you the validation that, oh, actually you're good at this. You can do this even, and then you, you do it. So that's how I see any decision. And then you need to learn to fire Mr. Defeat. Get rid of him. Like, totally annihilate Mr. Defeat. The reason is anxiety and, and self-doubt and all of this, they also play a major role in how you make decisions. So every time you feel anxious or you feel like you're not enough, you're not gonna make better good decisions or your attitude towards that decision is not gonna be concrete so you need to learn worry is the biggest one right a lot of people are worried like I don't know how you know but they have so many worries that it, it doesn't solve anything
0: constantly fearing the future as opposed to being excited <laughs> about the potential exactly around. it's not even happened yet you're just like theory-crafting like the worst-case scenarios and saying that almost will Yes.
1: You know. I used to date this girl she used to have this thing of uh, what, if, what if I'm like I don't live on what if okay if everything that you do the first thing you think about is the best things that are gonna happen you'll never be able to do anything that's how that's how I that's my opinion yeah. and what I saw work for me I don't care about the negative stuff it don't happen I'll deal with it you know I'm yeah. alive so the universe cannot give me a challenge I cannot handle doesn't make sense so in a way I never I learned to get rid of worry over the years so I put it in a small corner and i crash it (laughs) until it disappears when it comes back tomorrow i'm like okay come let's let's fight you know you're not gonna make me feel shitty there's no way i'll make sure that you don't even affect how i think so getting rid of worry is one of the biggest things once you get rid of worry you start to see the light and for me, that's the ultimate thing for a lot of people. It can be you worried about things that happened, it can be worried that you don't believe in yourself. You know, some people are worried that they're gonna be successful.
0: That's always a, yeah. a real reality, the strangest thing, yes. right? It's like,
1: yeah, I want to do this, but what if I become successful? So what if my family, my friends, and it's also like, it's also connected to what we think of other people, like worry. So for example, I've met people that said, what if I become successful and then now my friends are just asking for money. I'm like, no, when you become successful, you're not can I have those kind of friends? Why do you want to keep them? Yeah. What is the point? You know, so if you're successful, you can going to enjoy yourself. Just cut anyone out of your life that doesn't give you any value. Yeah. Some people are scared of succeeding, others are scared of failing. So what? Hmm. Oh, you just like the first time you learned how to ride a bicycle, you were bowling it. No, you fell.
0: <laughs>
1: That's how it is.
0: Look, it's like um, it's not like a video, like a, it's not like those video games where you put in points and since you have three retries and then the game's over. You've yeah. got unlimited retries. Yes, you have
1: unlimited retries. Yes, you, know?
0: you can keep yes. putting in points endlessly.
1: Yes, and then th- those are unlimited retries. Every time you retry, you're a better person. Yeah. So it's about the experience. That don't, doesn't matter. You, you all, no one is perfect, I can tell you from the core, we all make fuck ups, sometimes we make mistakes, sometimes you fail at something and you beat yourself up, it doesn't matter, It's bound to fail. That's why I can tell you, if, if you want to tell if someone is doing something or not, you tell it by how many times they fail. Yeah. So if you're not failing, it means you're not even trying. Yeah.
0: And time you fail, the next time you try, your odds of success are higher, right? Yeah. It's almost less to fear each time yes. you try because yes. your odds get up.
1: Yes, yeah, so now you've gained something. But also, it's kind of like I also learned that for me, I don't think failure actually exists. Like it's kind of like it's there, but... Mm, Maybe it's a suggestion. So for me, failure is like, yeah, this didn't work, so what did I do wrong? You know, what 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 is the lesson here? Yeah. I remember I met this guy, I said, I just mean, like, everything's about lessons. He's like, no, you know, you, you you're thinking too much. You know, don't complicate things. I'm like, no, I'm not complicating things. Everything is a lesson,
0: Yeah.
1: you know? Well, if I fail and you say I mustn't complicate it, then that, that's what was the point of me doing it? Yeah. So what is it that I fucked up during this time that I can fix so, I can, so that it doesn't repeat again? That's what it's called learning from mistakes. Yeah. You know, it's not failure. It's just that method didn't work. Let's try another one. Don't change the plan.
0: There are steps in the process as opposed to process They'll there have to restart the process. Yes. It's rather, you know. You know, it's like a recipe, you do step one, step two, step three. You know, step one and two and three might be fail, 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 but
1: those are just steps towards you know no. achieving the goal. Yeah, so I know it's just like it's kinda of like people don't understand that your wealth is in your mind, right? So it's kinda of like even if you fail, you're not gonna forget how you did the thing. That's why I've lost money before where I got into a business and then there was legal stuff and then I lost all my money. And I was just like this this fucking sucks, you know. Why why am I I work so hard? I was so miserable. But then I learned that I went back to a book that I was with. That said that your wealth is in your mind. that's like, huh. Then I I didn't give up. I went back in again and I've achieved way more than I did at that time.
0: So self-care is quite important and you've spent sort of quite a lot of time on this. And you've you know prioritizing mental health, well-being, and they all contribute to this overall resilience, you know, ability to handle these failures and push. And so no. Tell us about your self care and how it's been able to get you to
1: thrive. Yeah, so. How you
0: implemented
1: that and used it. <laughs> huh, that's, that's a very interesting thing because uh, I have that, like I said, I have a, this uh, German friend of mine, Tom. So, Tom walks every day. Right? Tom eats fruits every day uh, Tom exercises, he works out like at the promenade at the outside gym every day. So we, Tom and I read the same books right but there's something about success that most people don't understand is that there's three elements to it right You have to balance yourself spiritually, physically and mentally right there's some health in that in the physical one. So that means if you're not thinking positive thoughts, it means you're not healthy. You are sick, you are weak, that means you can't make better decisions, right? If you're if you are positive and you are healthy, you make better decisions, so you need to balance those three. The other one cannot exist without the other one. If you can, you can work out and work out and be masculine. If your spiritual side and your mental side are not balanced, you just dumb. It's not going to work for you. You can not exercise but read every day. If the other parts of because you can read but it needs physical energy. So when are you going to get time to apply what you're doing? It doesn't help you. So you need to balance the three. So the health part is when you're like, I love myself, you know? Like, fuck everyone else. This is also about me. So why don't I take care of myself and buy the things I want? And I remember when I was, um, I think when I was 16, there's a lot of things that I wanted to buy. like I walk into a shop, like oh, I want this and this and that. And when I turned like 21, 22, I I was able to buy most of those stuff. And I was like, this is fucking cool, you know. <laughs> and now I'm just like, I did that because I was always positive. And it, it, there's this topic about mental health, and but people just talk about something they don't understand. They overcomplicate it. It's a boring topic in corporate offices. Like y- y- you've been to events where you're like, right, we are not gonna talk about mental health. No one is gonna show up, mm. right? Because they make it sound like it's this thing of yeah, you all depressed and you know. For me, it's not that. It's just just be happy. It's simple. Are you happy? No, that means you're not healthy. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Are you happy? Yes, that means you're healthy. It's not about how you look, but also how you look is the most important. thing. But if you, I, I used to. Like sometimes when after waking out, I'll eat, I'll eat like a smoothie or I'll eat like flapjacks. <laughs> like this huge thing with peanut butter and syrup mm-hmm. It's healthy food. But before I st- I, 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 was working out, I, used, I, I did not like eating lunch, right? I'll eat something, then I'll feel tired. Then I realized that actually it's also the type of food that you eat, right? So in a way, after eating that, I'm more energetic that I can sit down and work. Mm-hmm. Literally, after waking up, I'm fucking tired. I can after eating, I've gained so much energy. I can work now. I'm not sleepy. So it's also the type of food that you eat. So your body is like an engine, basically, and you are a soul that's experiencing life in a human body. So that's your car. Yeah. You need to get. You need to take care of that car.
0: Yeah, if you've got a Ferrari, you know, you're not going to just neglect it <laughs> no. and let you know the yeah. birds put droppings on it and the yeah. paint sort of yeah. go. You're proud of that car. It's exciting yes. to have that yes. car, you know? You're going to take care of it and you're going you to watch it thrive and the engine just makes a beautiful sound, you know? Yeah. And a car's got all these parts, right? You need the oil, the water. Fuel, the (laughs) maintenance—you know—it's the whole thing. The whole thing, yes. We're a a machine, a person. Some of the parts, you know. So if you just, you know, focus all your energy on one thing and everything else is neglected, you know, these things are important.
1: Yeah, and also. That car can crash if you're not emotionally stable. You see, a lot of people are not sick. They just create it in their brains, right? A lot of people are not sick. Trust me, you can give them a sugar pill, they'll be fine tomorrow morning. But a lot of people are not sick. They create it in their own brains. That's why you see people that are mentally, spiritually, and physically healthy don't ever get sick. I I haven't been to a hospital in a very long time, or even a doctor. Like getting sick is not. I can cough every now and then because of temperature changes, but I'm never in bed sick. Why? I'm active.
0: People who are healthy, happy, take care of themselves. You're right but these <laughs> that these ailments don't come for them, right? Yes. And, and purpose, sense of purpose, yes. and sort of um, mental content that, you
1: know it's like uh, I can give you a bland example right Um look at if you go to poor areas there's a lot of diseases right because the hospital is packed every day it's not that they can't afford to go a, to an expensive doctor no they are sick because emotionally they're not well that does it make sense
0: mine's a powerful thing right yes if you, if you think <laughs> like you're sick and you, yeah. you can kill like yourself
1: that. by basically just thinking weird things yeah you think it and it
0: becomes real.
1: Yeah, it's the power of the mind. I, once I discovered that your mind can your mind create your reality, I was like, this is crazy. The fact that I can think I'm healthy and then somehow the world will get me to be in a healthy position. Like yeah. when I started to think I'm healthy, I ended up being at the health club where I met you, <laughs> right? Just because I thought, you know what, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. Then I started repeating that again and again and again. And then somehow I met someone who said this and this and I ended up there. Right? So it's just your your brain has the power to break you or build you. Yeah. But when it breaks you, that's gonna be your reality. And that's how that's how the world is gonna be to you, mm. not to other people.
0: Well, you know, if you look at the receivers in the medical field, just giving someone something that they believe will help them <laughs> <Yeah>. actually <laughs> does help them. Yes. It's wild. Like yeah. to prove a yeah. medication works, it has to be like more impactful than just people believing it works. Yes. Like um, and it's it, it's crazy, just like, give them a sugar bowl. Yeah, sugar not not to the problem, yeah. it's a belief, right? It's,
1: yeah, it's like- I haven't had a headache in years, Steven, okay? <laughs> I used to have a lot of headaches now, like now I'm healthy, I don't, I don't need any of that.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just, you can if you can imagine it, you can create it, and it can become your reality. And that's why humans have some level of godness in them, where the moment you discover that power that you can use your imagination also to create things and bring them into reality. It's the craziest thing ever. And I like to do this with my mentees, so I'll say to them, okay, you want to read a book? Yeah, read the good stuff, but also read about Putin, right? He's like, why? I'm like, because I want you to realize that your brain has the capability to make you the most dangerous man in the world, literally. Yes, we all, all have that capacity. All of us, we have that power. We have that power. And some people discover it and they abuse it. Some people discover it, they use it to empower others. Some people discover it, they use it to, you know, build a better world. Others discover it to destruction, right? There's no difference. There's literally, there's no difference between me and you and another person. It's just how we think. And what we believe It's also desirability. The moment you believe that you deserve things, you have an ex- you have expectation. it's easy for you to think about them and make them a reality. Yeah. So just you having that thing of, I, I deserve better than this. You know, I deserve this, I deserve that, I deserve that, I want this. Yeah, why not, of,
0: yeah. you know? Why not? I take? Right yeah.
1: Now. Why can't I take my share? You know, I want this and this. And it's, there's something right. about it. I was reading in a book that said uh, desire is the starting point of getting what you want but also action is the starting point of getting what you want. So most people like especially religious people believe that desire is bad, you know. Love of money, you know, that bullshit. But you're going to work every morning. I don't get it, really. <laughs> well, yeah, love of money is there, but why the fuck are you going to work for? So you're working for evil, you know? Is it like, is that how you're doing it now? And you you know, you, you're righteous? No, okay? Yeah. It's bullshit,
0: okay? There, don't be ashamed <laughs> of taking what you want from
1: No! If you want it, you take it. Is there's enough? that I can't exist. I don't exist by mistake get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't, I've never believed that I exist by mistake. That means, what, however, wherever I am right now, this is where I'm supposed to be, things are supposed to be the way they are and then, if I'm here, I need tools to use and I can't, I can't get those tools without money. I can't invest in my education without money to be able to buy books every month, right? So, there's a lot of things to it but I need to know that I deserve it because I was reading this book that said, everything that you want, just know that it's rightfully yours and, everything you want is in front of you it's not far away from you it's just in here so the moment you want something you everything you want is already in you you just need to discover how to get it yeah. and then that's for me that mental power shift thing is ridiculous you know how many times I've manifested things by just writing them in a book like literally I'll write something I want to do this here's the thing opportunity doesn't bump into you you have to decide it doesn't you don't bump into any opportunities that's that's not how it they can say Yeah, I have to be at the right person the right place is more than that you yeah. be the right person at the right place with the right attitude you're prepared you're ready you're looking for that opportunity and you want it yeah. and you prepared to do anything to get that opportunity. Most people go to spaces where the opportunity is that they can't realize it because they're not prepared for that opportunity. So for me, it's like, it's, it's, it's just this weird, I don't know how it works, Steven but I can just think something and it happened. You know, that's the craziest thing I've ever discovered. It's yeah. weird, it's weird.
0: So, you know, you've had all these experiences and such a powerful journey. And, you know, you've got this land, a big part of you and so how do you use this journey to inspire and empower others that may be facing their own adversity? So
1: I wouldn't know what people are going through but what I do is uh, let's say I have a session somewhere uh, where I'm speaking to students or entrepreneurs. or I'm in a room where I'm asking a question or I'm doing a presentation. For me I think the ultimate thing I gain for me is I, I, I don't want to succeed in things that do not matter. So me doing my work sometimes inspires people and that's why people are always always like hey do you want to come and speak here you know do you want to do a presentation here or do you want to do this for me it's it's what I'm doing that inspires people and here's the other thing everything I do is connected right my ultimate goal and my job is to make people's life easy I don't mind reading for the whole year to prepare for something that's gonna take two minutes to complete right because that's that's where I also find my purpose is rooted in making other people's lives easy so when I do a presentation I'm Trying to teach people something. Either if I work in a startup, it's the same thing. I want that person to be able to hire people, so that people can have money and have families and get married and be happy. You know, it's kind of like it's, it's all. There's always this ripple effect. If I'm mentoring, I'm I'm imparting knowledge in you that you might go and share with someone else, yeah. or you're gonna take that knowledge and transform your life so that you can create opportunities for others. Because I believe that the biggest mistake is that people make is depriving others of their talents and their gifts, right? And some of this comes from being selfish. You see, poor people are selfish because they don't want to share, you know. Dude, what are you good at? Come and do it, don't, you know. Your yeah. gifts are not for you.
0: You've experienced <laughs> the value and joy and accomplishment your gifts can give. And, you know, other people, they're like you at some point. They're just in the world, experiencing, struggling. You know, everyone's going through human experience, right? There's a lot of relatability. And so, you've had this awesome experience because of the tools you've gotten to succeed. And you know what they're going through? It's like almost the definition of empathy. <laughs> why not give them that so they can... So have, that's... You know, you, you've had these great things. Well, why not let, allow them to have these great things? And not just give it to them. Give them the tools, right? So yep. that's the most powerful thing. Give them something. They've learned nothing about how to continue to achieve things and get more of it and whatever. But when you give them those tools, they can thrive. And the beautiful thing is that you've given them a tool set. They become a success. And then they make...
1: more successful people.
0: Yes, and then everyone just makes everyone successful. Then the world's all happy. isn't <laughs> it? Yeah. You've started like this like, chain reaction in the world around you just through a simple thing like that, just helping someone else out
1: yeah i think also it's kind of like i remember you know like this powerful thing where you have an event and there's this big corporate that no one even everyone is scared to approach It's just like hey I, let's partner up you know that for me is a lot of power but at the same time it giving me it's giving me a platform to share you see sharing is important that's why i said to you i'm writing a book right now right the reason i'm writing that book and we're doing this right now is because i know that through my journey in trying to write of finish writing that book I'm going to learn more experiences and connect with more people so anyway at the end I will have that tool ready that I'm ready to share with the world and also now I'm at the point where because now I'm mostly frequently going to start speaking a lot so I'm going to use that platform as a way to share my ideas with the world because I, to be honest with you I don't think a lot of people see the world I do and that puts me in a very unique position a very privileged position to be precise where the way I think people are always fascinated but also people like the way I look at things the way I ask questions the way I break down the problem and you know. so for me that's, that's 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 something that I like to share with people that's why my philanthropy is based on giving knowledge and sharing knowledge and giving people networks and connecting them I'm a community builder so when I'm hosting an event and there's hundreds of let's say 200 people I'm not there because I, I'm just there for them to you know watch presentations I'm also there because most of them come from different industries they are there maybe because they saw me uh, being one of the speakers or they saw me being one of the hosts or organizers because they know me in a way all the people that know me will end up in the same you know what i'm thinking i just hope these guys exchange context because this is a waste of time <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. Yeah. the ultimate <laughs> thing <laughs> for me yeah. yes the ultimate thing for me is not about the pre- it's the presentation where you can learn something but there's power in community right what is because sometimes you sit down next to someone and you don't know what they're going through every time I sit next to someone I'm like okay I have this weird thing it's freaking weird everyone I meet I think they owe me money <laughs> yeah I, I'm like every time I'm looking at someone I'm like okay uh, like what, what is it that this guy is going through that I can help him so can I get money you know and for me it's kind of like that thing where I care about people so much I mean, Regardless of the money yes I need the money but I like it when I want I, I'm a problem solver for other people problems right so every time yeah. i'm sitting every time i walk into a room literally i'll look around and be like who has a problem here um does, does, does anyone need my services Or so, you know yeah. how, how do i get this guy to like you know so i'm what that's how that's how i'm always thinking of things so i see things from that perspective of like how can i help you yeah. you know how can i help you and then
0: yeah and you know as a community especially when communities gathered you've got all these potential sources of value around you right you know people to help you and you to help them and so yeah why not connect and you know network yeah. and do you have like a good example of how you've built a network of allies and advocates and the role they played in your personal growth, like like
1: what is this calling a successful network? The thing is, over the years, I've been meeting hundreds of people every year, and it's kind of like maybe I met the CTICC for this big tech Africa Week, you know, and I'm just meeting these thousands of people. But what I've realized about that is that my growth. That's why I said to you, there's power in sharing what you know. My growth didn't come mostly because I was reading books. It came because I met someone who says something to me that changes my life. And that means, you see, it puts me in a different position. The reason I'm doing well is because I meet more people than a lot of people. Does that make sense? So in a way, my networks benefit me more than just them benefiting from each other. Because if I hear 10 different people in a day that tell 10 different stories, that have 10 different lessons, I can just impart all of that into my own life, right? So in a way, those huge networks and advocates can be anything, but just the networks that I have with all these big corporates and big tech companies and the biggest global players, it's kind of like, sometimes like, it's freaking weird because I'm like, all oh, these people know me, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, what the heck, yeah. you know, like, like when I walk into a space, like people are like, oh, nice to see you again. It's, it's freaking it's amazing dude but also (laughs) knowing that sense of this is home you know this is home but also those communities and networks for me i build them over years. nothing good happens quick yeah okay it's kind of like dude i've i've spent i'm very sure i've spent over a million over the years just trying just going to events any pro
0: tips you can give on networking in the,
1: in the working world uh, one tip just like I said to you that um, every time you sit next to someone try to figure out what is, it, what is it that they need that your skills can give them that's the first thing right networking is not hard just be yourself stop trying to put on a fucking face you're not going to pretend for a very long time right so what you do you just be yourself but also talk about the things that you are doing you know sell yourself yeah. kind got of like everywhere I go I'm talking about myself yes why I'm valuable so if you want to work with me, let's So, how the hell am I gonna know what you do if you don't tell me what you do? And sometimes I go to events, or I'll sit with someone like, Hey, how are you, man? Like, yeah, I'm good, like, how are things going? Yeah, yeah, good, good. And then, so what do you do? And then you just start touching here and here. I'm like, Okay, you don't have your shit together. Yeah, okay, yeah. this is not gonna work because I'm I, I'm busy, so that means I'm straightforward. Do you want to work or not? The point, Did you right? see how we decided on this podcast? Yeah. want to do it? Yes, <laughs> there was no yeah, back and forth and explaining, no.
0: Yes. If, <laughs> yes. if you want to get a point across to someone, give yeah. It,
1: try. And also, don't mumble your needs. The other thing about networking is that people mumble their needs. Be
0: concise. So.
1: No, no, even not that. Just say it. You know how many people I've met. They in... to imply. Just state. Yep. Yeah. I've met a lot of people in the past that said, "No, I don't want to go and share my idea." I'm like, "Who's gonna give you feedback? Are you dumb?" Mm-hmm? Yeah.
0: And even verbalizing it that helps you think. <laughs> yes. It, right? Yes.
1: But, like, what do you mean you don't... Know? Do you think there's someone who has energy to steal your idea? Your ideas are the most powerful thing ever. Like, the fact that you think someone's going to steal your idea, that means you see yourself as someone who doesn't have value. Like, I can give an example, right? I have this thing where I like to give an example with the educational system. It's, our educational system sucks, right? Yes. That's how it is. It sucks. And there's no other way to put it. All over the world. It's not just South Africa. Most of them suck. So now, here's the thing. They, they train you to be like everybody else, right? So you go to university, you get your degree, you graduate, that's fine. But the other 900 people also have the same skills as you. So that means I can replace you. Yes. As an entrepreneur, you have to fucking know that you're not replaceable. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay?
1: That means there's no one will ever replace my skills and what I know. Yeah. That's, that's the attitude of networking. You yeah. walk in there, you know I have so much value that I can change anyone's life in here. Yeah. That's how I walk into a room. Yeah. I don't care if I'm in a festival with the thousands of people or I'm in a room with 10 people. I'm valuable. Yeah. And if you want to work with me, let's work. I don't like back and forth. No, tell me what you're good at. Tell me what is it that you can do for me, what I can do for you. Let's collaborate. Let's work. That's it. I don't, I don't need the explanations. I don't need this. If you believe you can do anything, the way you carry yourself will show me. I don't have to explain to me that you're good at this No. Do you want to work? Yes. Are you good at it? Yes. Okay, let's work. So that's and yes, and the other thing about networking is the power of collaboration. Collaboration bridges the gap between a lot of continents, a lot of countries, a lot of industries, a lot of governments, a lot of companies, a lot of people with different skills. So also networking is this, meet people that are smarter than you, learn from them. Meet people that have the skills that you don't have so that they can complement you, right? if you and I were thinking the same, we wouldn't be sitting here. What's the point?
0: Yes, exactly. What, what, what are
1: we learning? Nothing, right? Yeah,
0: that, so, that's an echo track <laughs> as opposed to yeah. exchanging ideas. You just, you're just confirming that those ideas... Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, so, I know this, I know learn, this, yeah. yeah. There's, there's also one of the most powerful things about being in Cape Town. This is the most I amazing. Mean, the diversity here is crazy, right? Like I meet Different people all the time I have different backgrounds, different skills, different attitudes, different knowledges, different skills. For me, that's power and I want that power. So what I do, I believe in diversity. So I make sure I'm never around people that are not diverse in a way. So if it's a team, I need to be diverse. Why? We have different strengths and weaknesses. And that's also the same with you when you walk into a networking event. If you're there just know that you're there with some value that you can offer and don't look down on yourself. And also don't think you don't deserve those contracts and those things. You deserve them. Go there and get them. Yeah. You know, close the business till now. You know, don't spend months. I used to spend months. Right now, it's just like, hey, are you ready? Yes, let's do it. Done. Five minutes done. Invoice done. We start working.
0: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> you know? do it. Why not? Yeah,
1: why not? Why it's straight to the point. I, what do you need help with? Oh, my business is struggling with this. Okay, how can I help you? I need this. Okay, are you sure? Yes. Okay, cool. Here's it. You, I'll send you a contract and an estimate tomorrow morning. Confirm it. Make a deposit. Let's start working.
0: Part of like, I think, engaging with someone is creating a, a realistic idea of yourself and sharing it, but not trying to cut it down out of fear of, of being unrealistic and this, you know, quotes, copy, right? So it's a balance. It's being realistic, but also being, you know, not pushing yourself down, um, unnecessarily, and just sharing what you actually have, not more, you know, don't fake it till you make it, and, and not less, where really you're just taking away from yourself. So it's like almost learning to market yourself, but not in a way you try to, you know, uh, make people believe something that's not necessarily true. Yeah. It's just giving, because people don't know your internal, they don't necessarily know your background, but it's getting that idea of you know, effectively to the point, what am I about? You know, why am I valuable? So that's, and you know, part of that is maybe a first impression, but not like, a, you know, like lies and deceit. It's about almost that genuine honesty and self-belief and assurance. Like having a realistic idea is almost developing a sense of awareness. You have to be very aware of your, what you suck at, what you're good at, yeah. and accept that, so there's yeah. like acceptance in it. So to me that's like this, it's kind of like a skill or, or like a right place to be, is marketing yourself effectively, but in a very honest, genuine way, not under or overselling. Um, getting, getting that what you've got, getting that to them, because people struggle with that, right? It's hard relationships and business. <laughs> you've got this cool thing, yeah. but people can't see it. Yes. It's communication. It's getting that to them. Yeah, they
1: have to get it out to the other person. Yes, yes.
0: You've got this awesome Ferrari, but no one gets to see it. You know, <laughs> yes. you, you're describing it as like you know some like you uh, UNO or something, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't give you, you they just need say Uno. you need to describe <laughs> it in such a way that they know what it is, they almost visualize it in their mind, right? And maybe this goes on to onto this, so the first key is like the first impression, what are your thoughts on that? Is there anything to it or is it just <laughs> if you're being yourself, it's like, oh. is, there is there something, any like things you should think about in there or just add hey, YOLO and whatever, it is like,
1: for me, it starts with the confidence first, right? You knowing that you deserve certain things is going to put you in a different position when you make your first impression. How you look is very important, right? You don't have to look good, no, you don't have to look like fleshy. Yeah, you
0: don't have to Just, look, bad, but just
1: <laughs> look good, right? Mean
0: like, that look like you take care of yourself, yeah. that this influence not to you. Yeah.
1: yeah, just, just, Just look good. Also feel good. Yeah. If you feel good, you look good, you going to get good stuff, right? The third one is, if you go to events for a long time, but you not, you don't ever come back a different person, you're not making progress. So what I do, I have hundreds of skills, right? So that means every day I'm busy honing them, so that when I go to the next event, and this is the other thing about skills that I've learned. Over the years, every time i learn a new skills and I go to a networking event, there's always that topic that aligns with it, right? So in a way, if I didn't learn that skill, I was not gonna get that opportunity. Because yeah. life gives you assignments, right? Yeah. So for me, it's like every new skill I learn, somehow I'll end up in a conversation about that thing. So I'm like, this is cool. So that means, and here's the other thing that people don't really, really understand. You don't get paid for time, you get paid for value. So how do you how do you get more you have to become more valuable how do you do that you need to learn more skills
0: and this is maybe the problem with the traditional work sort of setup where work nine to five fit in the hours almost doesn't matter what you do like right, as yeah. opposed to just work on work, the job you know like small um, flexi hour or you know flexible setups so where it's like provide x value you know finish project x it's like i don't care if you're on the couch the rest of the day to finish early or if you work you know it's about that value as opposed to the structure yeah. and you know, just giving people time. they almost in there, sometimes maybe really ineffectively using their time, so they're wasting their time just because it's the social norm. Yes. And really everyone's losing <laughs> The business is losing money. Sure. They're losing um, their potential in life.
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yes, it's also like in person, networking in business about the attitude, right? And for me, because I know the more skills I learn, the more valuable I am. That means, in a way, when I walk into a room, I know my value. And people want to work with me because of the values that I bring. But also, it works down to you personally, right? Most people make the mistake of waiting, they work hard on their job more than on themselves. So maybe you haven't realized, I work harder on myself. Than on anything else I do. Why? If I get better, if I, become, if I become more efficient, I can do it better. So the downfall of people that are always working on their job nine to five is that they don't have time to think, they don't have time to upskill themselves, and also at the same time, they don't have time to be more valuable. You see, we have the same hours in 24 hours, right? We all have 24 hours, you know? Go to some guy and ask him, like, hey, why are you not reading? Ah, I don't have time, okay? You create the fucking time. <laughs> that's, that's literally how you create the time. What do you mean you don't have time? We have, all have 24 hours. Yeah. So what is the difference between me and some guy who doesn't have time? It's our attitude. And also people limit what their brains are capable of. I don't. Dude, I do so many things and I have them figured out and I keep getting better at them up to the point where some people message me before I speak in events they're like, hey man, I don't know how you do this. You're so lucky. You know, you're gifted. I'm like, dude, that just came through grinding. You know, I was sleeping in the office while you were partying. That's the fucking difference right there, right?
0: Yeah, you weren't born a superhero or... No, you know, had, I had
1: to make myself it, into right? that, yes. Yeah. And because what I said to you is that you don't get... Even like going to events, it's kind of like you attract those opportunities yeah. by the person you are. So you, can, you don't get paid for time, you get paid for value. So the more value you have, the more you get paid. But how do you get to become a valuable person? You work on yourself. Work on yourself more than you work on your job. In that way, you're going to do it 10 times better. If you work in corporate, there's that one guy, you know, there's only that one guy, he comes to the company, blah, blah, blah. Now he's in a senior position, and then now he's sitting on the executive board. What the heck? You know, it's the attitude. That guy is there to win yes. and he doesn't care about anything else. He'll make sure that he's always constantly working on himself. And here's the other thing all the high performance people exercise, right? It's, isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, right? You'd think like that would have no time for it, but no, they've realized it's
1: important. Yeah. It's important. So, why, what is it about that? That same guy who's, who has a different attitude is working on himself, he's mentally healthy, physically strong has self-discipline is the guy that gets all the wins. Right? The person who's not disciplined, even if you walk into that event, you're not gonna see opportunity because you're not prepared for them. It's gonna fly over your head. And you're gonna go to that event like, ah this was useless. Why did I, you know, even bother? You know, going to go and networking, oh, networking right. for what? <laughs> you know, it was a waste of time because you were not prepared. Yeah. So Life gives you assignments. It's like this. You can't go from the first grade to the twelfth grade. You have to go through the steps, right? right. So
0: it's like, don't be too hard on yourself. You do, no, no, you do
1: need to do yeah, yeah, it yeah. okay. on Like don't be hard on yourself and like you can't do it. Like don't be yes. too
0: daunting. Yes. yes. Break it down what yes. work you are Yes.
1: But also it's kind of like, there's opportunities that I didn't see when I was networking in events in 2019, that I see now, right? That means at that time I was not ready for them. I was not going to be able to handle the responsibility. So preparation is the biggest part of going to any networking session or networking event. Yeah. You prepare yourself over the years or maybe learn something. Learning is easy. You can learn anything right now in a week. You're going master it. And then you just prepare yourself beforehand so that when you get there, the specific things that you're looking for. You're yeah. not just there floating. You know, you're wasting time. So the moment you're prepared, and you have more information, which is power, you know when I walk into a room, I can have a conversation with anyone about any industry. I don't care what that industry is, because I learn about those industries. But if I'm not prepared, I can't go to an energy event, because I don't know anything about green energy. I know a lot about green energy. I'll go to that event. Why? I'm going to sit down next to a minister of whatever, you know, and talk about energy. I'm having fun. We speak the same language. I can go to uh, an event about retail, I can have a conversation, I can be, I can go to an event about property, I can have a, I read, I learn, so I'm prepared to be there, you know, I'll make connections in that, and for me networking, that works for me is, I know different people in different industries, and most of them are the pioneers of those industries, those are the people that are in my networks.
0: Yeah, and, I use, the base, base, yes. yeah.
1: and I use them to also grow but also I connect them to each other at the same time we have impact together yeah. so we partner and stuff like that so even for me going to an event that I didn't organize I'm there to see how can I work with this organizers or who can I work with from this audience that can bring value to the events that I have maybe yeah. so in that Networking starts with your attitude, your preparation, what you know, what you think you deserve, how much value you think you have, but also, are you looking for those opportunities? Are you ready to do them? Are you ready to work? Are you committed? What's your freaking attitude towards them? Most people walk in with a business card, I don't care, I don't have a business card, okay? <laughs> I code, I don't need a business card. But I can get out there, I'll get more value than someone who has a business card. Because it's about that preparation and that desirability. but being someone, information is, uh, you know, I, I believe that, I'm the kind of person, I, my attitude is like this, if I walk into a room like this and there's no door, I have to create the fucking door and create the key and open and go to the other side. Yes. If there's no door, I have to create the door.
0: You make it. <laughs> yeah, I make yeah, the door.
1: So that means I'm not waiting for someone to say, hey, uh, what do you do No, I go ahead and say, what do you do, sir? And then we speak. You know? So that's my attitude. I create a door where there's no door. I'll create an opportunity where there's no opportunity. I'll create a great experience where there's no great experience. Yeah. That's, that's my power when it comes to networking but also I believe that I can build relationships because there's power in relationships and collaboration.
0: So looking back on your journey, what would you say the most significant transformation or change that has occurred within you? Over the years? Yeah,
1: yeah. Ah, that's a good question. So I have this friend of mine, uh, Vlad. So Vlad is from Serbia. He speaks Russian. So one day I met Vlad and he says to me, uh, Philip, you know that success is not about money, right? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, success is not about money. I was like, yeah, but... He's like, okay. Because in my brain, I always had this huge check you know this huge check i'm taking billions like this is like when i get this i'm successful right (laughs) you see how much i've done already you see how much my profile is my portfolio is huge right but at that time i was not i was not happy to be honest i was happy but i didn't i wasn't even that grateful at that time because i was looking at the check. when he said to me when he said that to me I went to Clifton Beach, I slept there the whole day on a rock, right, <laughs> I was just looking at the water splashing over and I was like, okay, I'm thinking now. I thought about what he said the whole day, Stephen, the whole day, yeah. that's how much it meant to me when he said success is not about money. I sat down and I thought about it, I thought about it, I thought about it, and I started going back I said to, me, to myself, okay, let me connect the dots now, you see, how many of the things that I've done that I wanted to do? i've done them very well then i started having this huge list just like huh you know and i started looking at like i have all these privileges that have come over the years right and then what he said to me started making me see things from another land which was fuck you made it (laughs) i didn't literally it was flying over my head if i didn't speak to him i'll still be doing what i'm doing we'll have this podcast but I wouldn't see myself the way that I'm supposed to. Yeah. So the biggest change for me came when he said to me, it's, "It's not about the money." Then what he said to me was something that came back to me from years ago that I learned. That he said that set the kind of goals that will make some of, something of you to achieve them. You see, a lot of people don't set huge goals. Like for me, you can tell I set huge goals. I set goals because of the person that I'm going to become in order to achieve them. So in a way, I don't set goals because I just want to do the thing. So I set goals because I know for me to achieve that goal, I'm going to have to change and learn and grow and be uncomfortable and, and fall and rise again and again and again until I'm that person. Yeah. So for me, that, that is it's, it's, it's like the, the ultimate thing for me is I set goals that will make me something of me. Because I know at the end of the goal, I'm going to be someone different. Yeah. So then I aim for those goals. And then I know it's going to change me, I'm going to become a better person. I'm going just grow and grow and grow until I achieve that thing. So the shift for me was when he said that, it connected to that. In a way that I thought, this guy's right. It's not about the end goal, it's about the process. Yeah. I started becoming happy somehow, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was already enjoying one of like, yeah, let's do this, let's get this, yeah, yeah you know. Because all this time, the thing is, because I work hard, my lifestyle ever since I was the age of, dude, I can't cook, okay, right? Uh, That means all these years I've been kicked and I've never cooked. So that means I, I, there's a certain lifestyle that I, I can afford. So you see, that's privilege that I didn't see because I thought this is normal. You know, I can go to a hotel, I can eat in a hotel sometimes, I can travel, I can do this, I can buy the things I want, you know, I can wake up anytime. <laughs> you know, that's, that, that's what gets me. Yeah. I can wake up anytime. And then when he said that, that changed a lot of things for me, you know. And it made me see life in a very different way. I was like, you know, this guy is right. You know, it's not just about that. Let me enjoy the process then. That's what I'm doing now. I'm enjoying the process. And ever since he told me that, there's been a turning point where now I'm experiencing a a huge amount of more success now because of what he said. He just opened up my mind a bit and I was willing to listen and I changed and yeah. then I, now it's just like packing with opportunities like every day i get emails people want to work with me like i don't have time i'm sorry <laughs> uh, people want to collaborate hey we invite you to this event you know And it's kinda like what he said to me really changed me because it changed my perspective on of what success is. Mine was based on money. Yo, I want the fucking money, okay? Don't even get me wrong on that one. Okay. I want the money. (laughs) A lot of it. But even if I don't get there, it's fine. Am I happy now? Hmm? Am I happy during the process? Hmm? Am I changing? Am I growing? Am I becoming a better person? Yes. So that's what matters.